93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Thursday, September 26th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Police in Salem, New Jersey have arrested a Sunoco store clerk after video shows him forcing a suspected shoplifter to strip while pointing a gun at him. The incident happened at the Sunoco located at 63rd Market Street. According to the Salem Police Chief, the clerk, identified as Amit Saraswat, was charged with aggravated assault by pointing a firearm, unlawful possession of a firearm, possession of a firearm for unlawful purpose and terroristic threats. Video shows Saraswat pointing the gun at the male customer in the store. According to the store personnel, the victim had been caught shoplifting over the last few days. The video shows the victim with his hands up, and then he's forced to strip down naked while at gunpoint. The The gun that uh, Saraswat used was determined to be an airsoft gun. Airsoft guns are best compared to BB or pellet guns, but they do look like real guns. They were all the rage for a while. Yeah. And they, they do. They look legitimately yeah. like a real like gun. Like a real gun, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was released on a summons. The victim is not facing any charges and no injuries were reported. That Re- is, I'm sorry, to, uh, if they don't have the orange tip on them. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Some of them do and some of them. And you so can take it off and some of them don't. So. Okay, I thought you had to have the orange tip. That's legally, I think you do. Yeah. I see a lot still going around that don't. I yeah. remember years ago, Preston, they had a... Um, uh, it, it looked like a nine millimeter. You would have sure. thought it was made of metal. It yeah. was a dummy gun, though. It was yeah. a toy. It was a toy, yeah. but it looked incredibly authentic. You can take the tip off or um, or color it. You know, yeah. paint it, paint yeah. it black. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Well, and I guess if you're working at a convenience store like this in a Sunoco, and yep. you know you've had problems with it, I guess that's what he was using it for. Did the guy actually steal anything? He. They said the victim is not facing any charges. Okay. So <laughs> not that time. Yeah. Gravity Payment CEO Dan Price is being referred to as the perfect boss. He just gave his lowest earning employees in Idaho, making $40,000 a year, a $10,000 raise. Within five years, their salary will increase to $70,000. The Seattle-based credit card processing company recently acquired a competitor in Idaho, and Price wanted to give his new employees a warm welcome. In 2015, he announced a minimum salary of $70,000 for his entire Seattle office and cut his own salary to $70,000. Price says that he, he was sick of being part of the problem of income inequality and he wanted to be a part of the solution. His employees obviously are very grateful. In 2016, they all pitched in and bought Price a Tesla. During Amazon's event to unveil new products and services Wednesday, the online shopping giant announced that Oscar-nominated actor Samuel L. Jackson will be the first celebrity voice for its Alexa virtual assistant. They will both uh, be explicit version and a clean version. There you go. Have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you have Samuel L. Jackson and not have curses? (laughs) When the feature launches later this year, the Alexa skill will cost 99 cents for an introductory offer, and after the introductory period, the price will be $4.99, according to the product page. While Jackson is the first First official celebrity voice for Alexa in a 2018 Super Bowl commercial. Celebrities Gordon Ramsay, Rebel Wilson, Cardi B, and Anthony Hopkins were called on to fill in when Alexa lost her voice. The commercial won USA Today's 30th ad meter. Amazon also used star power in the 2019 Super Bowl commercial, which featured Harrison Ford, uh, Forrest Whitaker, and astronaut twins Mark and Scott Kelly. Amazon says Jackson will tell jokes, sing happy birthday, announce the weather, set timers and alarms, play music, and more. Uh, You can also learn more about him by asking about his interests and career, Amazon says. However, he won't be able to do everything Alexa uh, can, they say. When the feature launches, Amazon says, to get started, you'll need to say, Alexa, introduce me to Samuel L. Jackson. 
Look at Sam Jackson's career, man. Started as a guy who held up McDowell's restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. all these years later, he's the voice he's of the, our home assistant. Right. Dude, how much do you think he got paid for that? Oh, oh my God. It was good. <laughs> yeah. It was worth it, I'm sure. I, uh, to me, though, the real cool thing would have him for everything. Like, yeah. how, how tall is Mount Everest? And, right. You know, have uh, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson voice give you that info would if, be cool. If possible, that'd yeah. be awesome. But it's a lot. It's a lot to record. Yeah. After purchasing the feature, you choose whether you'd like Jackson to be explicit. It uh, or not in sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Carson Wentz and the Eagles arrived in Wisconsin yesterday afternoon and will face the Packers tonight in Green Bay. Head coach Doug Peterson is 4-0 in Thursday night games and will need to stay undefeated if the Eagles don't want to drop to 1-3 on the season. Kickoff at Lambeau Field is scheduled for 8-20. The Phillies lost again to the Nationals last night in Washington. What Brad, Mid- is Brad Miller hit a solo home run in the seventh, his third in two games, and Bryce Harper had two hits for the Phillies who have lost five straight. The series wraps up this afternoon. Jason Vargas will get the start for the Phillies. Steven Strasburg pitches four for the Nats, and game time is at 4.05. And in NBA news, Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyrie Irving suffered a left-side facial fracture when he was elbowed in the face of the team's practice facility. The Nets said that Irving will uh, was sent to the hospital for evaluation after being injured during the pickup game. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks a whole bunch, Kath. Uh, welcome to Thursday morning, Preston and Steve show, folks. We've got, uh, when I come in in the studio and I see microphones and uh, yeah. our backdrop stuff set up, I'm like, okay, we're, we're, we're going to have a good time today because we have live music in the studio. It's always great. And that's going to be happening. The band Dirty Honey will be here. They performed at the, the <laughs> Met last night and uh, in preparation for their coming in today. I listened to a little bit of their uh, their EP, some more that I hadn't heard, but they're just a good, straight-up rock band, man. We love that. Yeah. We love the, emer- the re-emergence of bands that are soldiering ahead with a, a real raw rock sound. That, and that's exactly it. Yeah. Raw is a great way to describe it. So Dirty Honey will be here around 9 o'clock, and we just have to keep in mind they played last night. Yes. He's a, a rock. Rock guys. <laughs> rock guys as, of uh, everyone. Oh as our buddy uh, Jose would say. So uh, we'll get them in later on today. We're also going to have uh, comedian Donnell Rawlings here. Uh, he's been in the studio before. We'll be at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. Uh, and we have two people that are behind... The Philadelphia Fusion, which is the um, the the East sports team for Philadelphia, and the Fusion Arena groundbreaking ceremony took place yesterday at Xfinity Live. They're sinking a lot of money into this arena, and uh, so we're going to have the president and the CBO. What's, uh, a, what's a CBO? Uh, Chief Badass Officer. Chief Badass Officer. Yeah. Yeah. Chief Business Officer. Oh, or Chief Business Officer. There you yeah. go. That's probably more accurate as well. Well, you know what? I don't mm. know. Maybe it is badass. I think it's badass. Are they going to thank us for giving up our camp outside uh, for that? Because uh, that's where it's going, right? Yes. Yeah. It's going right there. At yeah, yeah, yeah. Live. So uh, anyhow, we'll have uh, those guys in to tell us more about what's going on in that world. Oh, and we have $1,000 to give away this year. Yeah. Morning. Why not? Uh, and that's going to happen five times today. Actually, we just get to uh, to start the whole thing, so that'll be around eight o'clock. Your opportunity to win with MMR's Money Shark, and we got a stack of things to give away. In fact, that's um, new. This is new. That's new. Okay, am I giving this away now? Well, if you want to. Okay, sure. Why not? Uh, a copy of yesterday. Oh, oh I just on, watched that last night on Blu-ray. You, you watched it yesterday. Did yeah. you enjoy it? Mm, I watched it yesterday night. I really did. <laughs> yeah, actually, I yesterday. did as well. 
yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. I've never heard that term before. I like just that. Just made it up. Uh, so it's available now for Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. We'll take color number 9 at 215-263-WMMR. It's a really good movie. So uh, go ahead and give us a call. Why not? Early morning love. We like to spread it. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. And a stupid question and the entertainment stories. A plenty shall flow from your speakers. We'll be right back. Studio Day is a chance for high school students to explore Newman University's programs in digital media, broadcasting, and production. You can use Newman's radio and TV studios and meet media professionals like Marissa Magnata and Andre Gardner. Studio Day is Saturday, October 19th from 10 till noon on Newman's campus in Delaware County. Discover how cutting-edge technology and industry connections can launch your career. Come to Studio Day on October 19th. To reserve your place, visit neumann.edu slash studio day. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so I'm looking up Tonic and their history, Steve. Yeah. Uh, looks like they, I guess they're still together. Okay, I don't know. Oh, that's I'm, good. I'm looking on Wikipedia. Have they ever toured with Gin Blossoms? Because that would be the Gin and Tonic tour, oh, and that would be good. That's a great idea. Yeah. I like the Send name. Send that suggested to them. I don't know if they've done that or not. Are but... you up for a little uh, band promoting? Uh, no. A Casey Foster <laughs> production? I'm just an idea guy. I don't like to see things through. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, an idea's got to start somewhere. Absolutely. And then you hand it off to someone else. Let them do the work. Yep. All right, so we're going to do today's stupid question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets in the suite to join Jackie Bam Bam and Brent Porsche for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway. That is coming up on October 6th. Question I have for you this morning. Angelina Jolie won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for her work in a 1999 film. What was that film? Mm-hmm. All right, call now if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, Angelina Jolie won Best Supporting Actress Oscar for what film in 1999? Get us call. Uh, some birthdays today while we're waiting for you to buzz in with the answer. It is September 26th. We'll start with an actor, Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Uh, he's 51 years old today. Michael Lott played Jesus. He did in The Passion of the Christ. Which is a, was a really powerful movie. It's really well done. Um, what was the one where he... Speaks to his dad, Dennis Quaid, in the Frequency. Past. Frequency, that was That's it. really good, like too. That. Yeah, it was an interesting one. They There's made an... that into a series, but didn't go anywhere. Oh, uh, yeah, really? Yeah. On what yeah. channel? No. Not that uh, it matters. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, channel was that? <laughs> Did you guys know there's a sequel to Passion of the Christ? Uh, no. Yeah. In the works, it's called Resurrection. I mean, uh, with Jim Caviezel. Spring and... break. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, they go to Daytona. Yeah. And this is Booger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of this is even remotely accurate. <laughs> oh my God. Do not gaze upon him. He often picks his nose. <laughs> Booger and yeah, Ogre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all there, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that that was biblical. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a strange world we live in. Uh, there could they be know basically... not how to boogie. <laughs> You moves really know how to book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, no, there could say? be there could be two uh, because you got the Book of Mormon as well. So there's something that Jesus did while he was. Uh, I'm sorry. Before he resurrected, he went. Oh, never mind. <laughs> 
I'm, this, it's not even a joke. It's 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 real. It's real, man. Well, I mean, as far as more. This is what happens when we stop did, being wait. funny and start getting real. What did Jesus do? He went over and talked to John Smith over in uh, Utah. <laughs> no, it what? wasn't Jesus. It was an angel named Maroney, I believe. No, I yeah. thought it was Jesus. I'd Michaela Maroney. <laughs> it was Michaela, Michaela Maroney. Did you see she's back on Instagram? No. Yeah. yeah. This is going well. Isn't no, it, it's though? going great. We just anyway, found out. How, where the hell are we now? I don't know. You're the devil. Uh, no, I don't think it was Jesus. I think it wasn't it was, Jesus? I think it was an angel. Uh, yeah. I think was. Jesus was born in America, according to Mormons. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Listen, so it just, we just know there's a sequel to The uh, Passion of the Christ and yep. so Spring Break. Yeah. Some of this is accurate. Yeah, some of it. Yeah, uh, it's up to you to decide. <laughs> James Caviezel's 51. We know that. There we yeah. go. Uh, Melissa Sue Anderson. Always had died. I thought she had really hypnotic eyes. Beautiful. Blue. Yeah. Hypnotic's a good word. Did she play a blind? Wasn't she blind in the series for a while? Yes, she was. Uh, and I don't How know if ironic. she ever, I don't know if she ever got her sight back in, uh, from that or not. She actually, she, the, um, she was blind and when they blew up the town, she couldn't find her way out. Oh, okay. Yes. That was it. <laughs> uh, so she's 57 today. Uh, Linda Hamilton from the Terminator. Soon to be uh, in the uh, new Terminator film. Yeah, that is correct. She is, uh, 63 today. Former Mrs. James Cameron. I wonder if she's gonna, well, yeah, we're looking at a picture of her. She's, you know, she's great, in great shape for 63. So, uh, she, I was wondering if she would, you know, really train hard uh, to get pumped up for the movie. And yeah, she probably did. She has the I'll be back line in this one. No, oh, she doesn't. Nice. And, well, at least in the trailer she does, yeah. Uh, it's Olivia Newton-John's birthday today oh, as man. well. Yeah, she's uh, 71 years old today. And um, what was the latest on her health? Like, so I she is, it, it took a turn again? Yeah, so it, it's it's gotten more serious. It, uh, and um, so she has been, she's very candid about um, not wanting to know her status. Mm. So that was the thing that made the news. We interviewed her about, what, six months ago? Seven Something. months ago, yeah. And we obviously we had John Travolta in here, who's super close to her. So yeah, yeah, I love, we love her. her. She's seventy-one today. Uh, Serena Williams, the badass tennis star, is celebrating her thirty-eighth birthday today. What is she? It seems like she's been around forever because she started so young. She's still, she she's has. sixteen, I think. Yeah. She won her first U.S. Open twenty years ago. Yeah, wow. that's how impressive she is. Wow, she is. Uh, Brian Ferry, lead singer of Roxy Music. Uh, I'm a fan. Recently inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of yeah, Fame, which yeah. is awesome. So, uh, yeah, I was like, t- he he had a he had a very beautiful voice, sort of a lounge, you know, the 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 equivalent of uh, alt rock and lounge singing. Yeah, a little bit of that combined together. So, uh, celebrating his 74th birthday today. Here's what voice. What song yeah, is this? What song is this, Casey? Uh, Love is a drug or something. Like yeah, that. love this song. All right, well, we don't have time to sit here and listen to it. I'm oh, sure. man. Right, one, okay. one He'll more, start singing in a minute. One more birthday. You want to wait a minute? Seven minutes. Like 60 no, yeah. seconds? Yeah. Uh, one more birthday. Sherry Moon Zombie, actress and wife of Rob Zombie, is uh, 49 years old today. And collaborates on a lot of the stuff, right? Correct. Uh, all right, we'll see if we can get an answer to our stupid question this morning. Uh, Angelina Jolie won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for her work in what 1999 film? And I will go to Chris on the phone lines. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. All right, bud. Tell me the name of that movie, please. Girl Interrupted. Of course. Girl Interrupted. 
she got the best supporting actress because Winona Ryder was the lead in that film. Was Winona the, the, the lead or was it San... No, I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, were they in the mental institution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was oh. an interesting movie. Brittany Murphy was in? She was her? really good in that. Oh, yeah, yeah she was. That's right. She died. Yeah, yeah she did. Isn't she that... Did. Does that I, blow I, your mind? I saw yeah. her in a movie not long ago, too, and I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's too bad. And it was under weird circumstances, too. It was supposedly like, a, a mold infection, yeah. or it may have been a drug overdose. And pneumonia? Was, was there pneumonia I, it was. It was really weird. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, Chris is a winner, and we are going to give him a pair of tickets in a suite uh, to join Jackie Bam Bam and Brent Porsche for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway on October 6. NASCAR returns to Dover October 4th to the 6th, and tickets start at 50 bucks. And kids' tickets are as low as $10. You can get yours today at DoverSpeedway.com. All right, um, let's go back to Demi Moore. She made a series of shocking revelations in her new memoir, Inside Out. We've spoken about them a few times. Uh, also about not only her life, but uh, the character of her ex-husband, Ashton Kutcher. And he and his wife, Mila Kunis, appear to be reacting, if indirectly. Among the revelations are Moore's claim that she and Kutcher were married from 2005-2011, had threesomes, and that Kutcher cheated on her. She also claimed that he mocked her alcoholism. Uh, she wrote, I wanted to be that girl, that girl... Uh, who could have a glass of wine at dinner or do a tequila shot at a party. In my mind, Ashton wanted that, too. So I tried to become that, a fun, normal girl. But as a recovering alcoholic, she couldn't make it work. She revealed an incident in which she was drunk in the bath and passed out under the water. Oh, jeez. Yeah. She said that other people were around and saved her from drowning, but the kutcher just took pictures of her getting sick in the toilet. Uh, she wrote, uh-huh. it was confusing Ashton had encouraged me to go in this direction. When I went too far, though, he let me know how he felt by showing a picture he'd taken of me resting my head on the toilet the night before. It seemed like a good-natured joke at the time, but it was really just shaming, she said. So, when they split, was it particularly, um... I don't remember. Uh, No, if it it was was incendiary or ugly? I remember it not being... Not being it like uh, it was cordial, kind of, it right? seemed cordial. There was nothing like too big in the you know in the news or anything. I heard like nothing. That. I heard had heard nothing like this. So uh, she's dropping bombs on a lot of people in this. But uh, so so what was the reaction, Preston? I was checking around online. Well, so she said, well, without naming right. to me, Kutcher seemed to respond to her claims on Twitter Tuesday night. He wrote, "I was about to push the button on a really snarky tweet." Then I saw my son, daughter, and wife, and I deleted it. So he may have been talking about this. Uh, and then he writes, for the truth, text me. And he put a number out there, one three one nine five one nine zero five seven six. Now, if you do text him, you get an auto response. Uh, and apparently it says, Mila and I met with President Zelensky and his wife a little over a week ago. My gut. He is committed to eliminating corruption in Ukraine. He's also committed to ending the war and grateful for the U.S. financial commitment because they need it. Um, oh, okay. So this has Mi- nothing to do with them anymore. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because Mila Kunis is Ukrainian? I guess so, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kunis, meanwhile, has radically transformed her look. In fact, we might need a hair change. Uh-oh. Yeah, what? This is, really? Oh, oh, oh wow. big time. Oh, I She's so her. pretty, though. I, I know. know. I hope she still looks good. Well... You'll have to be the judge. Okay. It's all subjective. <laughs> she has gone from her naturally dark tresses, which look great on her, to a white blonde look with turquoise tips. Oh. So I don't that know. It doesn't seem. I haven't seen any photos of that yet. Is it for a movie? Don't know. Is it reaction to the allegations of threesomes? Might be that. <laughs> Might be that. 
Oh, uh, yeah. So white blonde locks or turquoise. Do you think it's revenge hair, Kathy? You know what? It's just, uh, I don't know, but that's just uh, that's just not me. Like, that's not my style. That's not so I don't love it. I, I love her as a as a brunette. I um, think she is. Uh, uh, yeah. But she looks beautiful here, obviously, yeah. with this hair. But uh, I do like the uh, the dark hair on I her. I do, too. Yeah, I, but, you know, and she's a man. She changed back. She can kind of do anything as long as her personality is like the one in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, I just she watched that. Spot yeah. on. She can do anything. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You know what? It appears that she is. Except for when she wigs out on the beach and goes crazy when her ex-boyfriend shows up and yeah. snaps. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, crazy whoa. girl is under there. You know, he's pro- he probably had it coming, Preston. Oh, probably did. Yeah. There's a little crazy in every girl. Especially hot girls, right? <laughs> well, There's they're a hot just girl all crazy. Slash crazy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, anyhow. Uh, Moore, uh, Demi Moore's other super famous ex, Bruce Willis, is openly supporting her. Uh, he joined her for her book party in L.A. and brought his current wife, Emma Hemming, uh, as his date. Uh, also on scene were the former couple's three daughters, Rumor, Scout, and Tallulah. Did the cast of One Crazy Summer reunite for that? All of them. Oh, okay. Every God. single one of them. Uh, Booger was there? Uh, Booger was there, and so was uh, Bobcat. Yeah. Everybody else. <laughs> yeah. uh, wasn't uh, Bill Murray's brother in there? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which Murray was Not that? Joel, Not Joel Ann Murray. Joel Murray. <laughs> okay. Not Not Ann Murray. <clears throat> That's his brother? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Kylie Jenner landed in the hospital. Oh, my God! She had serious flu-like symptoms. Uh, Sources say she got admitted to the hospital in L.A. after being down for the count for days. Kylie is skipping her highly anticipated (gasps) Balmain launch in Paris. What? As a result, that's right, Kathy, it's serious. That is serious. Kylie and Balmain announced their makeup collab earlier this week and was, she was expected at uh, the Lux Paris Houses fashion show Friday. You know what disgusts me about this story, Preston, is that this is the story we need to be talking about, not Alex Trebek. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> she's dealing with the oh, cold. Poor Alex. Uh, and she's missing her her line rollout. She shared her regrets on social media. She wrote, hi, guys. So as you hey know. Guys. she doesn't She doesn't sound sick. So as you know, I was getting ready to go to Paris for the Balmain show at uh, Paris Fashion Week for the launch, <laughs> launch of my makeup collab with Olivier. Unfortunately, I'm really sick and unable to travel. I'm heartbroken to be missing the show. It tears me up. But I know that my amazing team and my friends who are in town for the event will help me be there in spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Creating this collection with Olivier has been a dream. Oh, my God. I want to be able to say my team. My Uh, team will be there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll be be at home in bed. Oh, you can say it. But my team will be there. Uh, Kylie also skipped the Emmys on Sunday when she was scheduled to present with her sisters, Kendall and Kim. And Although the with the frosty reception they received, it may be better that she stayed at home. Yeah, she dodged a bullet on that one. Uh, unfortunately for Kim, though, the trolling was confined uh, to the broadcaster. It wasn't. Uh, now fans are accusing her of photoshopping her pics on Instagram as they compare her profile shots to reporters' pictures on the red carpet. Then that would make her the first person ever in Hollywood to retouch a photo. Right, right. <laughs> I saw a really bad one the other day. Somebody had um, like pulled in their waist, but they, they didn't smooth it out, so you could it was like square, so well, you could literally really? see like w- exactly where they had pulled it in, and then the chair behind it was w- bent. Was bent. That's, yeah. that's the lamest yeah. when, when the, the environment behind them yeah, is yeah. curved in as well that's so like bad. that's basic photoshop yeah yeah that's exactly funny. uh so felicity huffman was sentenced 14 days in federal prison we know that for her involvement in the college admission scandal she and her family apparently are working on healing the rift 
uh, the case has caused. Uh, source says they are talking a lot and spending lots of time bye, together. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> They're going for walks, playing board games, and having family dinners. Wow. They're I, a solid group, and they are leaning on each other for support. So they're healing the rift within the family. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I wonder how hard that is when something like that happens within a family where one family member does something. I mean, you know, not something that is unforgivable, you know what I mean? But right. something where it's like, oh, man, like now we're going to be the family where, you know, because uh, I'm thinking of something, not that happened to me, but people that I know. And it's like, you know, whenever I think of that family, that's the first thing I think of. Well, Courtney, like them, you, you sit down, you play Parcheesi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It fixes everything. You, you make muffins. Uh, the sentence uh, Felicity received is not about a victory or defeat. She is not disappointed or relieved about the outcome. She is contrite and humbled and accepts the outcome. And that's the way she needs to continue playing it. She is resigned to the fact that she has to serve her sentence and uh, pay her duties to society. Kathy, I said Parcheesi. What was the story about you and Parcheesi? Uh, oh. When my friend had sex on the trampoline in our backyard, and my and my mom asked me about it, and I was like, I don't know. And she goes, Well, they certainly weren't playing Parcheesi. That was it. <laughs> that was like it. My friends in high school. It was like, Well, they weren't playing Parcheesi. There you go. I knew it was something. It had somehow or another tied into sex. Funny thing is that that was Janis Joplin's code word for sex. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Come on over for Parcheesi. You guys had a trampoline in your backyard? Yes, we did. You know did. how dangerous those things are? I'm surprised your mom allowed that. Oh, yeah, that's true. It. That that's awesome. a bit of a shock that you oh, there was that. There was no center to it. It was just the rim. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, a second parent, uh, Devin Sloan, was sentenced for his role in the college admission scandal. Remember, there were several people involved Oh, in yes. This. Yeah. Uh, he was given four months for paying 250 k uh, both Sloan and Huffman pleaded guilty in exchange for lighter sentences. Uh, but, of course, Lori Laughlin and her husband refused to plead guilty, and they are accused of shelling out half a million. Uh, many speculate the sentences that Huffman and Sloan received do not bode well for Laughlin and Giannulli, who could face up to 40 years in prison if convicted. And according to former federal prosecutor uh, Francie Hakes, they said if Felicity... Uh, did not get probation. None of them will. Each sentence, I think, will get longer. Um, so we'll have to see. Well, if they're if uh, if they got four months, yeah, for two hundred fifty thousand, we can only assume that uh, we were looking at you know at least a year. Yeah, maybe something like that. But they they could face. But but remember, those people pleaded guilty. Yes, and they could they, be looking at forty years. They don't like it when you don't plead guilty. Yeah. Uh, police say the wife of Shark Tank star Kevin O'Leary. Uh, has been charged with careless operation of a vessel in a fatal boat crash in Canada. But not mechanical homicide or anything no, like that? No, just, All right. just careless operation. Police say uh, 56-year-old Linda O'Leary of Toronto is scheduled to appear in court in October. Two boats crashed on Lake Joseph on August 24th, killing a Florida man identified as 64-year-old Gary Poltash and a 48-year-old woman who has identified as Suzanne Brito. Brito died in the hospital days later. Oh, O'Leary funny. said after the crash that he wasn't piloting the boat at the t- piloting the boat at the time. Police have also charged a gentleman named Richard Rue of Orchard Park, New York, with failing to exhibit navigation lights while underway. So I think that was the other boat. I don't think they had their lights on. Um, well, that's a big no now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I, I don't think it's going to be um, a, a really stiff charge or anything. No, like unless that. they pursue a civil case. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so we'll have to see about that. Uh, depending upon which Bloyd you ask, Brad Pitt. Bloyd is. You can't double stamp or triple stamp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm incarcerated, Bloyd. <laughs> uh, despite 
depending on which one you believe, which which Bloyd is it? Bloyd from uh, uh, from Dumb and Dumber or Bloyd from uh, Say Anything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt is definitely dating holistic healer and jewelry designer Sat Hari Khalsa. Yeah, of course. Or they're just pals. Oh. Uh, us, but Us Weekly uh, claims that they are hot and heavy. He's attracted to her beautiful mind and strong character, but. E claims that they are totes platonic. Totes platonic? Yeah. That's the exact wording they use? That's what it totes says Totes platonic. Well, that's totes cash, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totes cash. Is, think about it. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're ripping me off. Yeah. I didn't know what Bloyd was until you got into the story. Tabloid. Yeah. It's yeah. for tabloid. Oh, man. Some idiot wrote It's too hard to say tabloid. Uh, I know, right? Uh, Kelsa attended the premiere of his new film, Ad Astra, and, uh, but another pal joined her. Uh, Pitt and Angelina Jolie, of course, uh, divorced in 2016, so he can do whatever Bradley, he wants. Bradley, come into the bedroom now. Hmm. She's, she's probably one of these trippy new age Yeah, I pulled people. up a, a picture of her. She's attractive, as you would imagine. Yes, an earthy uh, but, way. But she looks very earthy. That's yes. the thing, yeah. She's also age appropriate. She's 50. Wow. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Hey, Charlie Sheen was set to compete on season 28 of Dancing with the Stars, uh, but ultimately he walked. Uh, he was uh, talking to Us Weekly. You have to walk to get out on the dance floor. <laughs> Duh. He told the magazine, I was very flattered by ABC and their offer, uh, but at the end of the day, I have two left feet and I just can't dance. Charlie uh, Sheen. Uh, the a freaking warlock. Uh, yeah, you should be able to like create fly. a spell and, and be able to dance. I'll get on my Nimbus and fly around the stage. Why can't you just get on your Mercury surfboard? Absolutely. Uh, the opportunity was linked to a pilot opportunity as well. Yeah, I want to be a pilot for American Airlines. <laughs> but uh, when he passed on Dancing with the <laughs> Stars. I'm a pilot. <laughs> the plane can see a freaking mountain. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Charlie Sheen, commercial yeah. air pilot. We'll never crash because I'm a freaking warlock. <laughs> Floatium foreverum. <laughs> I'm concerned about this flight. <laughs> uh, but when he passed on Dancing with the Stars, the network pulled the pilot as well. Huh. Uh, so he, he passed on it, no dice. Well, he's making all the right career moves. Yeah. So, uh, Mass Singer was on last night, speaking of Dancing with the Stars, and I totally forgot that it was on. Well, the first person was revealed. It okay. was uh, the uh, the figure skater. Um, Ryan Boitano? Christy Yamaguchi? No, no. Uh, guy or girl? Can, a guy. Uh, uh, here, I'm going to bring it in front. And the funny thing Johnny is... Johnny Weir? Yeah, Johnny Weir. As, okay. you, as you look through the clips, by the way, it's, it, it, in this dumb thing, it says, uh, the egg sang... The dog sang yeah. because they can't reveal who right, you know, no right, one right. knows. No, okay. I can't believe the they revealed somebody already. Well, they did, and not only that, the show was so popular. It's first year round. They renewed it for two years instead okay. of one. Okay, you know what? They'd have if if I were to actually watch this show, they would have to give me a reveal on the first time out because it would just you know you need something. You right, know, you need something to right. To move it along quickly to to sucker you in. All right, who's going to be next? You know, and they might take a couple more. You know episodes. what? They, they may do that. I, I may just sort of be mixing it up with uh, like American Idol or whatever, where performance is one night, elimination the next. Right. Well, what, what, um, I don't know. What kills me is that, and and you know they're full of crap when uh, Ken Jeong or whatever says uh, it's Beyonce. Are you kidding me? All right. Beyonce. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. think that you think that's who's behind that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, so, Kelly Clarkson, she has a TV show. Yes, she does. Uh, and apparently we learned that breastfeeding isn't always a snap on this show because Kate Upton appeared on the program on Wednesday, uh, 10 months after she welcomed her daughter Genevieve with... Well, huge freaking hooters, huh? With husband Justin Verlander. Upton and Clarkson, who uh, she has two children with her husband, Brandon Blackstock, uh, commiserated on the challenges of navigating breastfeeding issues and hormones post-pregnancy. Uh, Upton said the hormones are crazy, and no one likes to talk They're about so it. so crazy, they really affect you in weird ways. <laughs> uh, the hormones after pregnancy, for me, she said, were crazier than when I was pregnant, and it took forever for them to calm down, like months after breastfeeding. Clarkson then noted, pumping is the worst, and Upton concurred, saying, the worst. Well, wow, she really has an insightful way of approaching her interviews. <laughs> so Kate Upton is buxom to begin with. We assume that when she's... Yeah. That, that there would have to be an insane increase, right? Yeah. Um, I would think so. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Kelly lost a lot of weight for this TV show. She did, yeah. She's cute. She's, I've always thought she's She's always cute. been cute, yeah. yeah. I, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I really like her personality, uh, Kelly Clarkson. So what time is that on? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. May, I, I, what I, channel are you hoping for the best? Yeah, may, yeah, I am hoping for the best. All right. Um, but speaking of breastfeeding and it being the worst, did I tell you guys I walked in on a woman Breastfeeding, it was in the middle. It, uh, do you know where the black box is for the uh, MM barbecue? Yes, yeah. I do. All right, so I walked in there at a set break at a concert, <laughs> and I was staring at this woman and her boobs as she was, because I couldn't, my mind couldn't comprehend what was happening at this point. And I, I mean, like, I gave it like a 10 second stare. Kathy? <laughs> no, no, but like, I, and then I felt terrible about it because I was like, holy crap, Listen, I was it, just it, staring at you for. A long time. It's a the, it's a um, darker room. Yeah. It's packed. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. <laughs> I could see where you'd be thrown off, and then your mind is trying to process, what am I seeing here? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God. I just, I was, as long as you just moved along. And I did. Go, oh, my God. Well, I apologize. Okay, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, by the way, people are texting in. They revealed two people on The Masked Singer going back a little bit. And I'm oh. not going to I'm not gonna say who it is because somebody else said, why would you tell me who was revealed? It's okay. Don't worry about it. Watch the show. Figure it out. Blah, blah, blah. I'm moving on. This is interesting. Uh, A new TV show based around the songs in Billy Joel's catalog is currently in the works. A new TV show based around his songs? Yeah, and follow along here. So MGM Television is teaming with Universal Music Publishing Group to create a scripted arcthology called Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Hmm. The project... So maybe they'll follow Brenda and Eddie. <laughs> Brenda. Uh, yeah. Brenda. Uh, the project. They were would... the king and the queen of the prom. Yeah. Uh, riding around with a car top down and the radio on. Mm-hmm. Nobody uh, looked any finer. The project, which will be pitched to potential outlets, marks the first time the Piano Man's entire catalog has been licensed for a TV series. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the show, which takes its title from Billy's favorite song of his, and probably my favorite song it's of his, too. Uh, we'll see each episode based on lyrics of his hits and populated by characters from his songs, including The Stranger, The Piano Man, Mama Leone, and Sergeant O'Leary for Moving Out. Uh, the tracks will be reimagined and rearranged by Joel's music team and his input and take his tunes in new directions. What about Captain Jack? And Think, uh, think about it. Yeah, think yeah. about all the... the he, or there could be something around Uptown Girl, about, yeah. You know, a, a rich gal and a, and a poor guy, and and trying to uh, trying to make a relationship happen. 
even uh, Allentown is loaded with, with Love characters. Allentown. And that. Yeah. So many stories in his song. That's the thing. Yeah. They, they're, they're loaded with stories. Angry Young Man is another one about... You know, Legend of Billy the Kid. Yeah. Love that yeah. song. Yeah. Look, look, I keep saying I love because I do. I yeah. legitimately <laughs> do. I, I went on, you guys have talked a few times recently about diving back into artists that you loved at one point and then gotten away from and I went on a, a Billy Joel deep dive Two or three months ago, man. It's, there is such a great catalog. Well, you know, from. the way in uh, Canada, they have to play a certain amount of artists, um, you know, f- or Canadian. If you live on Long Island, the, uh, you, yeah. you have to play a <laughs> certain it. amount of Billy Joel songs. Yeah. It's awesome having kids for that reason. Yeah. Like, uh, so I was able to introduce my son. I was surprised that he hadn't really heard of uh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And so Jimi Hendrix, uh, his birthday was the other day, and he was uh, somebody on, uh, maybe it was Pierre, mentioning how he had passed away, and my son had a ton of questions about okay. that. He's like, I don't know Jimi Hendrix. So I was like, oh, well, here you go. And I, if you were to play somebody a Jimi Hendrix song for the first time, what would it be? I'd play scenes from Italian wrestling. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know why. All right. And family is fine. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what are you, maybe a cop? Purple Haze. Or, what are you, a cop? What are you? <laughs> maybe Purple Haze or something like that. Uh, I went a, all along the watchtower. That's a, that's yeah. probably the most palatable one, uh, maybe to, uh, little to new ears uh, to, uh, to Jimmy. Uh, but anyhow, uh, MGM TV uh, president and development of production, uh, Steve Stark, said that uh, Billy Joel is a beautiful storyteller, and it just so happens his stories are accompanied alongside remarkable songs. And this series is going to focus less on Billy's life and more on the stories inside his catalog of classic songs. I'll be it's curious to see what they do with it. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. I would love to see them do the same thing with Richard Marks. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. Incredible. Don't they mean did, nothing. Don't mean nothing. <laughs> Girl just trying to get into the acting biz. Wherever you go, I'll be right here waiting for you. Boy, there's loads, right? Absolutely. Mm. Very limited series. <laughs> Season finale. <laughs> <Yeah>. Season premiere <laughs> and finale. One. Uh, okay, so Universal Pictures is bringing back Jurassic Park OGs for their third installation of the Jurassic World. Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and uh, Jeff Goldblum will join Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. So they're really trying for that reunion feel, which yeah. is cool. Um, I uh, I enjoyed the first one. Uh, the second one, eh, not so much. Jurassic World? Yeah. I agree, yeah. yeah. It really got, I mean, listen, they're all silly and stupid in their own way, but that one got bad. Uh, the, the original was on last night. Well, not the original one. Uh, the first Chris Pratt one. The first Chris, and because I was, uh, And it's good. It, it's It's good. really not. I mean, yeah. I watched it. Uh, I didn't lead, like it. No. I, I think, I the think, first it, I think it's fun. I, I think, like, there, there's enough, and especially, like, at yeah. the end when the Tyrannosaurus comes up on the, so it, it gives me enough of what I wanted, and it could have ended there. Wait, which, which was the one that you're saying was not good, Nick? Uh, the second of the Chris Pratt series, Jurassic World Two, and that's the one where they're at the uh, the theme park or whatever. They go to the mansion. It was Spring Break with Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's when they do that. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they're they, both on the island. They have, an, they have an auction at the end where they're auctioning off new uh, dinosaurs that have just been invented, oh, and, and the dinosaurs the climbing around on the roof. Okay, yeah. no, that's not the one I was. It, it, it just doesn't seem believable. Right. <laughs> The other ones, though. Now, they're totally they believable that they'd keep opening up a park where people die. <laughs> so, uh, Colin Trevorrow is back on to direct, and the production will start next year. So, they're going to, you know, they're going to go at it. I don't know how much money they're getting for that. You talked about Sam Jackson earlier. Who was in mm. Jurassic Park, the first one? Sam. Sam Jackson was in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he dies, though, doesn't he? 
Newman. Yes. Uh, yeah. Newman from uh, Wayne Seinfeld. Knight. Yeah, yeah, Wayne Knight. And yep. he dies. He dies. Uh-huh. Uh, who Wait, else? He was in the first one? Yeah. Wayne Knight Jackson? and Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson lost his arm, and uh, he got killed by a velociraptor. And I don't know who was the game warden. Clever girl. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of people dead. Mm-hmm. Maybe he survived, and they bring him back. Right. And he's the focus of this one. He's just without a head. All right, so one more quick story. Uh, mobile messaging and social platform Snap has uh, unveiled, or is it Snapchat, I believe, uh, has unveiled a new slate of originals for its Snapchat video platform, okay? So Takashi 69 versus the world. Oh, my God. A docuseries tracing the rise and fall of the controversial rapper. Kashi 69 are on deck, along with Nikita Unfiltered, a docuseries following transgender beauty mogul Nikita Dragoon. So this Takashi 69 is currently ratting out all of his co-gang members. Um, you, you know that what's going on with him, right? He's, they I say try not to. He's a marked man 15 times over. Oh. But, but you look at it. I showed you the other day there was an illustration of him in court. Yeah. You know, they had the court artists. Yeah. We, I busted out laughing. Mm-hmm. It looks like, you know, the guy's doodled all over his face mm-hmm. because he's got all these horrible tattoos. and mm-hmm. It's just insane. So there's a docuseries about him. And there's also one called uh, Everything's Fine, a scripted comedy series produced by musician Pete Wentz. Of course, from Fallout Boy. Well, we need a lot more shows. So they're working on that. Yeah, it's their uh, video platform and more, more of these we platforms. We need Snapchat wow, and, uh, you know, eBay. Yeah, there's loads. All right, um, I'm ready to segue over to the clips, if you will. Superstore follows employees at Cloud Nine. That's a strip club near me where I live. <laughs> as they navigate the crazy world of retail. Have In you this, been there? I've never been to Cloud Nine. Oh, wow. No, Shots. I haven't. No. Uh, He's a seventh veil man. In the clip, Nico Santos talks about the similarities between himself and his character, Mateo. Here we go. I was supposed to move to this country when I was really young. And I I would imagine that if my parents decided not to bring me back to the Philippines and we just, like, stayed, that, you know, my life would end up just like Mateo's, sort of like, you know, worker in an everyday store in in America. He was uh, a lot of fun when he was here. He was. He was a nice guy. Uh, tune in for the season five premiere of Superstore, 8 p.m. on NBC. Here's the next clip. Uh, Ian Armitage landed his breakout role on Young Sheldon when he was only nine years old. And here he reveals if memorizing lines for Sheldon's character has become any easier after three seasons. I somehow <laughs> <laughs> to get these crazy lines into my head and sometimes actually manage to get them out of my mouth. But, yeah, no. Shut the <laughs> f*** up! <laughs> you said that's a good show, right? It is a good show. It uh, is. And uh, you know what? So, uh, <clears throat> God, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, the, the actress, uh, Laurie Metcalf. So, in, in uh, Big Bang Theory, she played Sheldon's mother. So, for this series, they got Laurie Metcalf's daughter, who looks a lot oh, like Laurie Metcalf to okay. play Sheldon's mother. Sure. And she's great. Good. Excellent. Uh, well, the season premiere of Young Sheldon is on tonight, and that will be on CBS at 8 p.m., by the way. There you go. Your entertainment report for you this morning. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff going on today. Money Shark, first of all, chance to win $1,000. Yep, we're going to do that again as close to 8 o'clock as we can get it. Uh, we have some representatives for the Philadelphia Fusion stopping in this morning. The arena 
groundbreaking ceremony, which is at Xfinity Live, took place yesterday. So they're going to tell us a little bit about what to expect from that. It's very cool. It's a $50 million uh, setup. Comedian Danielle Rawlings will be here, and we will have live music in the studio for a band who played at the Met last night with Alter Bridge and Skillet, and we've been playing their song from uh, Dirty Honey. Really good rock band, and they're going to be playing live this morning in the studio. Awesome. A bunch happening. We'll take a break, come back in a minute. On top of that, other things to give away, so hang with us. We're going to have a good time on this morning. Join Brent Porce Thursday from 7 to 9 at Kelly's Logan House, 1701 Delaware Avenue in Wilmington for the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Enter to win Eagles tickets and signed Eagles merch courtesy of Bud Light Platinum and WMMR Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle t-shirts. Saturday from noon till 2, Nick McElwain from MMR's Preston and Steve Show rocks the grand opening of the new Dick Sporting Goods at the Plymouth Meeting Mall with great giveaways, special appearances, incredible savings, and much more. Hang with Jackie Bam Bam Saturday from 4 to 6 at Parks Racing in Ben Salem. Enjoy family fun in the picnic grove featuring pony rides, space painters, boot and bounce, live music, a variety of barbecue and food and beverage specials. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Hey, I wanted to... Uh... I wanted to actually expand a little bit on something that we had mentioned yesterday. It was a story in the Bizarre File. And I wrote down this note, and and the words I wrote are, what are you playing with? Yeah. And the reason I wrote that down is we had a story about a guy who who spoke of his son took an item to show and tell at school. And it wasn't until a teacher had approached him to say, we we need to talk, uh, your son brought this in for show and tell. And the the guy's wife was out of town, so he, he saw this thing that this kid had been playing with. He just thought it was a, a cup of some sort that he had found. Yeah, a cup. Uh, it turns out it was a menstrual cup. <laughs> yeah. And the kid had been playing with it, and the dad had no idea what it was. And uh, so he, embarrassingly, the teacher said, you know this is to collect menstrual blood and and, and the, the dad said you know it, it had been part of a paw patrol play session yeah and all, so it, it was he the just kid was it was using yeah he was using it as a prop for, for everything for, for all kinds right of stuff. and then kathy had told the story uh which i'll have you recount in mm-hmm. just a second but i wanted to see if you've ever had to say to a kid excuse me what are you playing with <laughs> and then you see that it's oh my god right what, what are you playing with and then you find out what it is. So you had a story about being on the beach. Yeah, a friend of mine had her son on the beach. And okay. uh, he was kind of back by the dunes playing. And, you know, when they kind of get into their groove, you just let them go. Like, she just sat and she was like, now I can sit for a second. He's playing. She said he was back there for about an hour. And then he came over. And she could see that he was playing with something back there. And when he finally came back over to her, she was like, what were you playing with over there? And he said, a sand shooter. And he pulled, he goes, yeah, you just stuff sand in it. And then you shoot the sand out. And it was a tampon applicator <laughs> that he had found on the beach. No, you know, they would make a hell of a sand shooter. <laughs> she yeah. was like yeah. horrified. They're very toy-like. I yes, mean, you know, it's like a plunger. A little couple of moving pieces. Absolutely. And, and a string and Any all that. Any G.I. So. Joe would be well-armed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I really liked when we had the vibrator races here. That was fun. And that was fun. I mean, that was designed with sex toys in mind. Uh, yeah. but Do you Nikki, know who participated in that? Nikki Glazer Nikki was here. Glazer, yeah. yeah like, she had one in her purse, which was nice. <laughs> I forgot Put it about in that. the running. Yeah. She brought her own. <laughs> brought her own horse to the race. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number if you have a story to share. But they do kind of look like toys, some of them. Uh, you know, I told you I picked up that vibrator at the um, at the restaurant that I was at. My son was looking at it. As it, as it turns out, 
it was a stick of lipstick, or at least that's what uh, somebody at that table had texted, had emailed and said, Just no. Just one you rub on your genitals. It really was lipstick. <laughs> I had never seen a lipstick that had rounded edges on both sides. Right. Um, but there was a video I saw, uh, maybe it was Instagram or Twitter or whatever, where a kid was playing with a dead squirrel. Um, and I'm sure <laughs> stuff like that happens all the time, where oh there are God. dead animals in the backyard, dead birds, dead, oh. you know. Dude, okay, one time uh, <laughs> I uh, I found a dead possum on the road. Oh, how old were you? I was fourth grade, fifth grade, <laughs> something Man. like that. Did you play with that dead possum? I So I had an old, uh, like a hamster habit trail thing, yeah. and we didn't have hamsters at the time because those died. Our cat killed them. <laughs> Uh, and so, so I went out, going at your and house. I picked up that, that possum carcass and I put it in that tank and I put it in our garage. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. I'm like, it's, you know, we can take a closer look at this animal decomposition, not running oh, away. Yeah. And I guess it lasted a few days and then my mom was finally like, no, we're not doing this. And so, yeah, I saved a dead possum. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God. but that's that was kind of a thing. You were always sort of fascinated, you know. Um, so a couple of and it was your mom furious or time, no. to, time to get rid of your dead possum? Probably concerned, yeah, because by serial then, killer. They, they, yeah. Ser- the word is out that serial killers play yeah. with dead uh, dead animals, and yeah, uh, yeah use maybe. your sand shooter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you um, you don't really hear people using diaphragms, uh, but my friend found his mom's diaphragm, but it was. She left it in the bathroom. Like, they had one bathroom, and it was like, it just, I guess maybe she was taking a shower or bath and, it, and took it out and left it, like, in the soap dish or whatever. What, 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 what would you Yeah, I guess to a He kid. didn't know what it was. No. He was like, what? And so he had it in he his He had a cereal out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what one looks like, to tell you the truth. I just remember him, t- me telling, him telling me this story. I remember you like using a plunger and trying to you know throw it and <laughs> have it stick on the right, wall or on a right. mirror or something. Well, like I that. sort of posed yesterday what feminine hygiene products would make the best toy. Yeah, and I I think actually that that the the sand shooter is probably way up there. Text message came in a moment ago. They used to use tampons as Barbie beds, not tampons, uh, pads. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Barbie Ma- maxi pads as uh, as Barbie beds. Right. So you you know lay them down and they of go course. to sleep on that, and you can bleed all you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go to some calls. I have uh, Samantha on the phone. Hi, it's Samantha. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Samantha? Good, not much. Um, I have a story of when I was like 16, I was babysitting my little sisters, um, and one disappeared. They're twins, and I went to go find her, and she was playing with my mom's chest of sex toys and oh had God. dildos in her hand. Oh okay, God. so there's two parts to the story. Please ask the question, Steve. Your mom had a chest of sex toys? Yes, and I was 16 and had no <laughs> idea what most of them were. Are we talking like a, like a steamer trunk, like a pirate's chest, or, or just like a small box of sex toys? I mean, it was a decent size, like, wicker box. What the hell? Yes. What the hell's going yes. on, Samantha? Hey, I don't know, but the best part was I told my sister, I'm like, what are you doing? She was like four, and I'm like, those are yours. Give them back. And she's like, they're mine. Mommy gave them to me. And we are arguing and fighting over a dildo. So you were actually having a tug of war with a dildo? Yes, with a four-year-old. Oh, my God. That's wow. hilarious. You know, though, to a kid, to a kid like that would, of course, that would appear a, a toy. It vibrates. Sure. Yeah. 
Sp- and it gets worse. Oh, no. So I put all of them back in this thing, humiliated, and I go to stick it on top of my mom's bed. She had, like, a water bed with, like, a, a shelf above it. Your mom had a water bed, too? Yes, and mirrors. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, and so as I'm putting it up there, I'm not tall enough. The chest falls all on my head. <laughs> and so you got rained on by a, by a chest of dildos? Yes. It's and like the I song, It's Raining mom. Dildos. Yeah. Yeah, I called my mom. I'm like, Mom, you're, my sister, she found your toys. And my mom's like, what toys? I'm like, your toys. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, Mom. Your dildos. <laughs> Those are toys. Those are tools. When you, when you have a waterbed and a mirrored room, just <laughs> yep. cop to having sex toys. Right. And Samantha, real quick, um, was your mom married to anybody at this point? Was was your dad still yes. in the picture? Okay. It was my stepfather. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is a home run story. There. That is. That's one right out of the and, gate. And your mom is uh, incredibly kinky. Yeah. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> is she? Is she? Wanted to find out. <laughs> oh. Is she still kinky to this day? Yes. Oh my gosh, it's it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> That's all right. It's a great story though. Wow. Great yeah, flag yeah. fly. Jesus. All right. Thank you, you, Samantha. Quick thank question: you. Did you ever yeah. discover anything uh, around the nah, house? Nothing. No, the, I didn't either. The most was, for me was my dad's Playboys. There was. Uh, I found this one thing, and it, it was a novelty item. It was a joke. It was like a. Um, uh, it was like a ruler with penis sizes written on it. Oh, okay. It was a joke. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, too small for ladies and blah, blah. <laughs> wow, ba-boom, you know, as it went along in inches. That's the only <laughs> goofy thing that I ever found. Yeah. And, of course, as a kid, I measured Yeah, of course. Yeah, did, yeah. You get, did you get the ba-boom? I don't, I don't remember. I was a kid, you know, so. <laughs> uh, my dad had a tie, a necktie, that on the inside of it had a naked lady. Oh, Do they happen to have a... A steamer trunk full of sex toys no, and a waterbed? Nothing like that. Okay. All right, so the, the the subject is, is what are you playing with? What did you find a kid playing with it? It clearly wasn't a toy. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be yeah. sex-related, but something's like a little bit uh, offbeat. So, But this one is sex-related. Text came and says, my niece wanted to do my hair. And she, and I'll paraphrase here. She whipped out a penis ring that she found thinking that it was a ponytail holder. <laughs> a C-ring? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I mean, they're kind of the same thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> Sort of. You could use that yeah. as a ponytail holder. Yeah, Isn't that, that what John Candy sells in planes, trains, and automobiles? <laughs> Shower rings. Shower rings. He sells them as C-rings. C-rings. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go to uh, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Rachel? Um, so, again, I had a waterbed <laughs> and it had cabinets in the headboard. And I would keep my personal items in the headboard. And one day I see my son carrying, like, pulling something behind him. I'm like, what (laughs) do you have? He says, Mommy, it's my pet lobster. My pet lobster. His father had bought me a scorpion vibrator with a very long tail. Oh, my God. And it had the cord with the remote. And he was manic. You're taking away my pet lobster. He was furious at me. I said, this is not a pet lobster. This is not for you. This is my pet lobster. But it smells like the ocean. Yeah, yeah, you can smell. I I had to wrestle it away from the cat. Oh my God, Rachel! Wow. Well, okay, so so you had to get that from him. 
Uh, yeah. Did you replace it with something else uh, that he could play with? <laughs> no. Get over it. That was mine. <laughs> Here's a double-headed G.I. Joe. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. How, Rachel, how old was he at the time, do you think? Oh, I want to say he was probably about three. And how old is he now? 26. All right. Have you guys ever talked about uh-huh. it? Oh yeah, he's gay. We talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's free. That's freaking hilarious. Oh, My that's pet so lobster. Good. I love it, Rachel. Thank you so much All for right. sharing. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. All right, you too. We'll see you later. Oh, my that's awesome. God. That is so funny. My pet lobster. I love that one. Uh, it's a scorpion. Let me go to Hank. Hi, Hank. Good morning. Yeah, I can't believe you guys act like you just know my name. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Mr. Right know-it-all? Uh, what's up, Hank? Hey, uh, so uh, we were down at the beach at Wildwood at the boardwalk, and you go into those shops that have all those shirts with the goofy sayings on them, and I had a five-year-old daughter and a three-year-old daughter, and the five-year-old was in cheer, and she picked up these sunglasses that said, live, love, cheer, and we're like, oh, that's cute. And then my three-year-old picks up these sunglasses, puts them on, cocks her head to the side, sticks out her tongue, and it says, party with sluts. <laughs> party with sluts. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> wife and I are just crying. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, party you should have bought them. Sl- yeah, of course. Just as a joke. Oh. Yeah. All right, guys, have a good flight. Thank right. you. Have, have a good, good flight. flight. Yeah. See you. Oh, Thanks. Right. <laughs> By the way, how much you have uh, you been getting that? Oh, yeah. Oh, have, have a good flight. Have a good yeah. flight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's another text, uh, and this is, by the way, the subject is, uh, what are you playing with? Uh, this is fourth grade. My friend found my athletic cup, you know, so, you know, uh, to protect your junk, on my dresser and placed it over his nose and mouth and pretended to be a fighter pilot. Oh, yeah. I was playing around. Makes perfect sense. Um, it yeah, does. It I'm looks bad. like yeah. You remember that scene in the original Bad News Bears when he's handing them out and the one... That one kid thinks it's birth control? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, that's right. I can't wear these. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I will go next to Michael. Hey, Michael, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Sorry to bother you at work. All good, buddy. What's up? So, me and, uh, me and a group of my friends were over, uh, one of my boys' houses playing some board games, and his kids were in another room playing with an Imagitech, like, pirate ship. Okay. And next to it, they were, the pirate ship was getting attacked by the Kraken. And we looked at it, and I'm like, I've seen that somewhere before. I don't know if I want to admit that or not. Yeah. And I look over at it. And do you guys know what Bad Dragon Toys are? No. Nope. So Bad Dragon Toys, it's a bunch of adult toys that look like different things. Okay. They have, like, dildos that look like tentacles and... Oh, no. For people who like into tentacle porn and stuff like that. Right. All right. Right. So that's what it was, is it was... My friend's wife's oh my bad God. dragon pentacle dildo. Oh my God! For using as the kraken to attack their pirate. Now you know what? You That's... cannot blame a kid no. for thinking no. that that is a legitimate kid's I toy. I want to play with these. We're, we're pulling up pictures of these right now, and sure enough, yeah, they got like suckers on the bottom of the tentacles and stuff. That would clear. That would look exactly like a toy, and especially if you hit the button and it started vibrating. Absolutely, it's audio wow. animatronic. Man. Oh my God. It, it, it's called. That my friend had no idea that his wife had this. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So she had some explaining to do when she got home that day. Yeah. <laughs> so is the rule you? So you guys with kids here? Is, That's is, great. Thanks, is the rule. I remember me going around occasionally and, and and exploring my parents' room. I would too. So yeah. have you had that with your kids? 
It, listen, I never told my parents I yeah, went digging yeah, around. Yeah. So, and I did. You know, I mean, I, I never really found anything salacious, but I did go through drawers and. Well, I mean, I remember we, my dad had a handgun that I didn't know about, and I yeah. found that in his closet. And clearly, that's a little bit disturbing to myself when I have kids. It was on top of his lobster, that they might find <laughs> stuff like that. But I used to. I remember, and this was in a day and age when you didn't have a phone that could entertain you all the time with right, games right, and right. so on. But when we would go to my grandparents and it'd be hours and hours of just hanging around the house, I'd go through drawers and look for stuff yeah. and, and, and buying things. And I'd end up playing with, I don't know, shoe polish or whatever happened to be laying around. All the time, yeah. Uh-huh. I was in their room a lot. Yeah. And I'm surprised that they allowed acts. I mean, everything was pretty benign except my the, the Playboys were under the mattress on my dad's side of the master bed. Yeah. But you would dig around and, and find things like, you know, nail files or whatever. Absolutely. I'll, I'll build something with this, you know what I mean? So, right. but it's different now. You you have <laughs> distractions. Yeah. Like phones yeah. to uh to entertain to you. occupy you. Yeah, well, I was just talking about this on Friday night with a friend who he's like, "Oh, my 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 kids don't snoop." I'm like, yes, they do. Yeah, yes, you just do. don't know about He's it. He's like, yeah, no, we... I, I set traps. And I'm like, no, you don't. We were never snoopers. No? We didn't know. You never checked in your parents' nope. room? No, we uh, weren't. You maybe never... your brothers were, and you no, just didn't we, know about we that. we really weren't. Like, even with, like, Christmas gifts and things like that, we, we never snooped around. Yeah. I, you I, never yeah. asked why there was so much Janis Joplin memorabilia? <laughs> I was a snooper. <laughs> All right, here's some other things. What are you playing with? Uh, this says, my mom found my brother hammering a bullet that he found on the street. Oh, my God. Oh my God. He wanted to see what was inside of it. That's, uh, it's not a toy. That's right out of Bugs Bunny. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I have a drawer filled with uh, BDSM equipment, and it's at the bottom of my baseboard in my bed, so it looks like I'm going to be moving that to a higher location so that my kids don't get into it. Now, if you're a kid and you come across BDSM material, that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, masks. Right. And, it's, like, warrior stuff. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Do, do you think the kids do less snooping maybe because they have so much access to information at yeah. the palm of their hand? So they I don't... Think, I, I think part... They're on Tinder. I think it might... I think it <laughs> might be less nowadays because you don't have to go searching for this information in a, in a drawer you can find it in your phone well yeah. to preston's point i clearly remember if my my parents were away and i was by myself or whatever and you go exploring yeah. that's what you do that's true all right let me go to an anonymous caller hi anonymous caller you're on the air Hello. Hi. All right, so we're talking about things that you found your kids playing with. You're like, what are you playing with? And you find out it's something, uh uh-oh, they shouldn't be playing with. speaking of, like, BDSM, last night my 8-year-old room with my riding... Oh wait, hold wait, on, hold on. Your your signal is breaking up. So you're so your 8-year-old and found what? A riding crop. A riding, riding crop. crop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he he was putting it like Oh, you're breaking up. So it says here that you, he was using it like a putter around the house. Well, I don't know what it, that is. Uh, a, a, a riding crop? Like a, a, you know, the, the stick. It's oh, like a, 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 a horse. Yeah, 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 it's got a leather strap on the end of it. Right. You can got you. Yeah. People with it. Give me a ride home later today, Kathy. I'll show you. He said, Mom, is this like something for golf? And he was using it like a golf club. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. 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 As a matter of fact, it uh-huh. is. <laughs> I, and I was reading papers, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, that's funny. Is now? It, do you have a bunch of other stuff, or is that the only little toy you got laying um, around? That, or that, I have a bunch of other stuff, but that's pretty hidden. I didn't realize I had left that against the, you know. By the way, against the wall. I had no idea everyone was Thank basically you. doing the Bruce Wayne hidden sex compartment in their 
beds. So we we had a friend who told us about it, and I never saw it, that apparently she had like a closet or like a door. You open it up, and all the devices are hanging on the door. So, okay. So all it was like, like, like a faux, you you know. No, no, not faux. Yeah. I mean, there, she just, I guess, kept it locked or whatever, but she would open it up, and her arsenal was hanging on, <laughs> on wow. the door of wow. the closet with the various things and the, the various, you know, extra batteries one might need uh, to refill those. <laughs> and if you're a kid and you find that, oh, happy day. All right, so here's when Nick just pulled up a text. My aunt tells the story of when my cousins were around seven or eight. They were playing dress up and putting on a fashion show, and my cousin came out. With my aunt, <laughs> I didn't know this part. Yeah. With my aunt's anal beads, saying she oh was pretending she was wearing a necklace. Oh God! <laughs> Look wow. at me, I'm elegant. Right. You're... <laughs> uh, uh, these are my going. This is my going to meetings. Uh, uh, anal beads. All right. Uh, not sex, but on to something else. Let me go to Tom here. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Yo, hey, bitches. Hey, what? Hey, what? What's up, hey, buddy? So, uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, um, me and my dad are both hunters. And, uh, You're both we hunters? Were, yeah, we were butchering deer in the garage, and my nieces, who were probably like four and six at the time, they were like hanging around. And Eventually, they left. My dad goes over to the window of the garage and looks back in the yard, and he goes, hey, come over and look at this. So I go over to the window, and each of them has a, a deer leg that they were like having sword fights. <laughs> oh, my deer God! Legs. Yeah. <laughs> and that little girl grew up to be Casey Anthony. Oh my God, Jesus, that is yeah, too it was fun. pretty funny. But uh, all right, have a good one, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate well, it. It's like you keeping dead animals in a tank. I know, yeah. I know. I don't know why. I found it fascinating. And I, 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 we had a call that was up earlier, and somebody it, they they we didn't get to them. They they hung up, but apparently they they had caught. I guess they were fishing at the beach, and they caught a shark, like a small shark. Yeah. And he said, it said on the text here that he carried it around for three days because he thought it was sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this shark carcass. Wake up my shark. Uh, Let's see. I will go next to Lou. Hi, Lou. You're on the air. Good morning. Who's Lou? Yes. Thank you. Who's Lou? What's up, Lou? Who's Lou? Hey, how you doing, Preston? Good, man. What's up? Hey, one day going through my father's um, drawer, I find a box of 38 shells. I took a couple and I went over to a, a dump that we had, you know, close by, and I was I laid them out on a, on a rock and I started shooting the back of them with my BB gun. Oh, oh right God. at right at the primer. Okay. You used bullets for target <laughs> practice. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing: I did hit one, oh. and when it when it went off, the, I guess the shell part. Flew back, yeah, and it just clipped the side of my jacket, just putting a little cut on on my on side of my ribs. If I was a couple of inches over, yeah, forget I got scared to death when that went off. I went for all the bullets back and never did that one. Again. Yep, listen, Good call. Good yeah, call. the stupid stuff. That, Thanks, that, uh, that's a whole other level of conversation when you find like stuff like that or fireworks or the stuff oh that you. God, we used to. We used to uh, we used to reload our own shells, our own yeah, shotgun yeah, yeah. shells. We had all this stuff laying around, and we used to, <laughs> dude, we would take that black powder, that gunpowder, yeah. and we would pour it out <laughs> and light it on fire. We'd put it inside stuff. I mean, we could have killed ourselves yeah. easily. Me and my friend Bubba's when I lived in South Carolina. <laughs> I got it, We would play. Bubba. 
<laughs> we play with gasoline. We know it's stupid. We oh put my God, you know, a pineapple, right? Not the, the, the explosive, right? Yeah. So we, we we put that in a mason jar one time, and uh, I, I should be an amputee at this point. Yeah, uh, that is another conversation. Let me go to uh, a couple other calls. Here, I'll go to Denise. Hey, Denise. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good. What's up, Denise? Uh, well, um, I found uh, a tampon in my daughter's desk drawer. Okay. And when I asked her what she was doing with it, she said she was doing scientific experiments. Let me uh, let me back this up. How old was she at the time, Denise? Uh, probably about eight years old. Okay. Maybe. And she, they were doing science in, in class, and um, so she wanted to see if it would absorb water from the top of a penny. <laughs> From the top so, of a penny. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Listen, yeah, that, 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 that seems like <laughs> yeah. the last thing you uh, want in this world is wet pennies. Right. 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 Yeah. right. At, so, was it at that time that you explained to her what it was, Denise? No, no, mm. I did not. Mm-mm. No, we just said that's really good. That's a good. Uh, <laughs> Let's go get some ice cream. Yeah. 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 Let's go ice cream. Kathy's mom's distraction ice cream. technique. <laughs> wow, that's really great. Let's go get some ice cream. It was ice cream or the zoo. I don't know. Do you guys want to go to the zoo? <laughs> <laughs> So to this day, I if, if Dennis, I don't know what sex is, if Dennis gets Randy, do you get hungry for ice cream? Let's go to the zoo. Yeah. Oh my god. I want to go see the tigers. Uh, let's see here. Who else do we go to? Uh, I have uh, Donato. Donato, you're on the air. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. It's okay, buddy. What's up? So this is a story my dad tells about me when I was about like eight or nine years old. Uh, he was in construction, and, uh, and you know, guys running out of his truck all day long. So at the end of the day, he would take whatever clothes he had back there and throw it in the basement to be washed. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm running around the basement. I grab the hat. I put the hat on. I'm running around playing all day. My dad comes home from work. Sees me with the hat, rips the hat off my head, goes to the house, and he goes, how long have you been wearing this? My mom goes, I don't know, all day? The hat said, if it smells like fish, eat it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's the great. hat says, if it smells like fish, eat it. Yep. <laughs> nice. I like it. That's my boy. That's as good as party sluts. Uh-huh. I like it. I like it. Wow. All right. Well, there's there's loads of stories and lots of texts coming in as well. Uh, oh, my God. What is this? This one, listen to this one. This is not something playing with somebody, but this is odd. It says, we thought it was fun to climb trees and take a poop while in the tree. <laughs> That's not fun. No. No, don't do that. But they thought it was fun. Um, interesting. All right, well, You anyhow. know what? That could be a stunt. Uh, poop yeah, out of a tree. Know. Why not? Uh, well, thank you for sharing loads and loads. And, uh, yeah, I, the, the menstrual cup is still a big one. And I like the uh, the sand shooter, too. Uh, but, listen, we need to take a break because we got to get back and we got to do the B-file. We also have to get you ready to win $1,000 because we're going to yeah. do Money Shark in just a little while. So hang close. We have live music in the studio. A bunch of things are taking place. Uh, we will be back. Looks like Casey's. Yeah, we got Joker, man. Ooh, you know what? Yeah, we yeah. got that screening. It is coming up next week. Where is that? Tuesday. On Tuesday. It's at the Riverview. Okay. Uh, in the IMAX uh, theater there. So next Tuesday at seven thirty, you'll need to be there by seven. Uh, we can touch up. Let's take uh, five callers at two one five two six three WMMR. You will get on the list. I have an interesting story. About Joker. Did you hear that they... Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. The U.S. Army has been alerted... Whoa. Yeah. Uh, ...to be uh, prepared for the opening night. I know that they're not showing it in the theater in Aurora, uh, Colorado. Well, there's been, like, uh, uh, there was one, some chatter about a specific theater of some type of mass shooting taking place or something like that. Oh, uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty intense, man. 
The uh, movie is again is is uh, critically it's just getting raves, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, but uh, wow, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, maybe it's uh, you remember like when uh, when Psycho was coming out. Absolutely, there was Alfred that fear. Hitchcock stirred up the uh, uh, the the fervor around how terrifying it was. So, true, true, yeah. Uh, but we'll take five callers two one five two six three WMMR. Put you on the list. We'll be back in just a moment. B file stories are coming up next. MMR's Money Shark. You might be sick of this song, but you're not sick of winning $1,000, are you? And here's your chance to win cash five times a day. Weekdays, tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We give you 15 minutes to text the keyword to a special contest short code. 45911. You can also enter using the MMR mobile app or via WMMR.com. In which case, we'll put your name in the hat for a $10,000 grand prize. MMR's Money Shark. Details at. All right, enough. Stop. Get the entry methods and contest rules at WMMR.com. Brought to you by Horizon Services. 24 7 heating, cooling, and plumbing. And by 933 WMMR. I would like to mention that we do have a new Preston and Steve Daily Rush video that is up. (laughs) The title of this one is called Harry Schnitt. (laughs) And the description says, don't be a schnithead. Does that have to do with schnitzel? It has to do with schnitzel. Uh, Yesterday, Steve and I were in the office. (laughs) Nick Murphy was editing. We didn't know what. Yeah. uh, Because he had his headphones on. And we just hear him start laughing. And you're like, what are you laughing at? (laughs) He's like, well, there's a part where you mention a schnithole, too. (laughs) Um, And you'll have to watch the video. You'll have to see. If you didn't hear it on the air. And you can watch it now at PrestonAndSteve.com. It's sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. So it is now available for (laughs) your viewing pleasure. Uh, yes. That was actually, I think that was just before Casey oh. walked into the door. Oh, Dude. my, oh my God. God. I couldn't believe that. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> Do I tell that story just, now? Yeah, quickly. Just All explain right. quickly. So, yeah. so we have a new office. Uh, it's they're, they're doing so much construction around here, it's ridiculous. And we just moved in a couple of weeks ago, so we're still getting used to the, the lay of the land. <laughs> and we have a sliding glass door instead of an opaque door that you yes. close in the office. So and and it comes over and there's a magnetic lock and it holds. We're like the dead possum in the tank process. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they're still doing all this construction and it was really really noisy in the hallway. So I closed the glass Typic- door. Typically, we just leave it open. Yeah, just leave it yeah. open. And so Casey comes in. I think you. Yeah, in order to come in, you had to have opened it and then closed it. Well, because I, no, I couldn't open it because my keys don't work to get well, in my you, office. How'd you get in? Steve opened it for me. I let yeah, in. So it was so closed. So then Steve closed it. Yes. Uh, and so Casey's hanging out in the office. <laughs> Our backs are turned to the door, but all of a sudden we just hear this. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Casey had walked straight into the glass door. And thank God you didn't hit your face, man. It was oh, seriously so close. It was so close. I hit my knee <laughs> and my and my toes. Oh. And I you know I wear sandals, so my, my feet hurt. Um, but and and I think the rim of my hat actually hit it the door as well. So you had you had right. items in place to protect you, but that could have been. But listen, oh my that God. it was so funny. <laughs> it's embarrassing. And somebody brought up the point. We should probably have one of those dumb stickers on we're, the glass. We're going to put yeah. something on there. But you you fortunately were laughing after that. <laughs> what so. was it? 
That's hilarious. Uh-huh. That is hilarious. Like, I have, like, laughed so hard at watching, like, little kids on videos, like, run through sliding, like, uh, screen doors screen and stuff doors, like yes, that. Yes. Dogs. Listen, it's hilarious. You can't have one of the yes. funniest moments I can remember was when we were at our old studios in Y100 and Larry Menti, the yes. news anchor, yeah. didn't realize there was a double pane of glass. You know, there's a vacuum there that deadens the sound. So he goes to look out the window, and we're kind of on air talking, and you hear, wham! Yep. And then there's a grease stain on the glass. And he's holding his head. The funniest one I've ever seen, and then we're going to get to Money Shark, is it's a video, and you've probably seen it before, and it's an outdoor tennis courts that have glass, plexiglass surrounding the entire tennis it's court. Great. A guy mm-hmm. fully naked is yeah. going to be funny and run out onto this court. <laughs> he doesn't know that it's got the plexiglass all the way around. He's like, hey, and boom, <laughs> just slams right into it. It's one of the funniest videos Look I've ever seen. Look for it online. Yes. It'll make your day. All right, let's do this. 93.3 WMMR Philadelphia. A Beasley Media Group Station. MMR's Money Shark. Oh, yes, we know that's an annoying song. Uh, we we absolutely do. But what's wonderful is the joy that it brings to you if you happen to win with our Money Shark contest. This hour's keyword in the MMR Money Shark Nationwide contest is flip, L F I. We're going to give you until 8.15. What? You, you literally flip the letters and flip. Yeah. L-F-I-P is what you said. Oh, my God. I know. I know. F-L-I-P. There it is. Please don't spell it that way. I said L-F-I-P. You did, yeah. L-F-I-P is the word. <laughs> flip. All right, you have until 8.15. God, I was doing so well. Oh, so professional. Uh, to enter it via text to the special contest short code 45911. Or you can enter using the MMR mobile app. Or be the contest page at WMMR.com, and you'll be in for a $10,000 grand prize. Now, we're going to call you if you're randomly selected and you win $1,000. Complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. Good luck from Horizon Services and WMMR. Don't forget that word is flip. W. No. Where do I get a W? W? What in the F is happening? Thank you, Preston. You're w. What's going on? You don't seem like such an idiot now, do you, from running into a glass wall? What the f*** is this? Seven. Wait. No. No. Seven? F semicolon. The sign for boron. F-L-I-P. Hey, look over there. It's the bizarre file. Book emoji. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Delaware Valley University. W. Advance your career with an accredited MBA from Delaware Valley University. How do you spell that? M-B-A. <laughs> Just 10 courses. More information at delvel.edu slash MBA 10. So a 55-year-old woman was arrested after she allegedly chopped her friend with a tomahawk, causing a lacerated liver. This Holy ha- this crap. This happened in Allentown, by the way. Why? Uh, police said the stabbing happened Saturday at a party in the apartment of Carol Laughlin. Was it a stabbing party? Maybe. Police learned of the stabbing after they were dispatched to St. Luke's Hospital in Allentown. Bring your vi- tomahawk. The victim was reportedly dropped off in the emergency room by two friends. The victim had a two-inch cut on the right side of her chest. Uh, the injury lacerated her liver and caused internal bleeding. The victim said she was at the party at Laughlin's apartment. At the party, she got into an argument with another woman and her friend. Laughlin hit her with what she described as a Native American scalpel, (laughs) an axe-type edged weapon like a tomahawk. 
Is that what Native Americans refer to it as, a scalpel? Uh, the victim was taken to the trauma center, and police uh, took Laughlin into custody at her apartment. Laughlin was charged with aggravated assault and was arraigned into Lehigh County Jail under $75,000 bail. Uh, an Israeli woman was hospitalized with so-called broken heart syndrome huh? after mistaking wasabi for avocado. Uh, the unusual story begins with a woman in her late 60s who attended a wedding at the nuptials. A woman who was not identified in the report ate a large amount of what she thought was avocado dip, only to very quickly realize it was actually wasabi paste. The woman then felt a sudden pressure in her chest before the feeling moved down to her arms. The sensation lasted for the next few hours, though the woman chose to stay at the wedding. But by the next morning, she awoke feeling uncomfortable and weak and decided to see a doctor. They performed an EEG, which revealed the woman was suffering from uh, uh, Takatsubo cardiomyopathy, colloquially known as broken heart syndrome. So what exactly happens to the heart? Well, the Mayo Clinic defines the condition as a temporary disruption of the heart's normal pumping function in one area of the heart. It's typically triggered by extreme emotional or physical stress, which as uh, uh, such as the death of a loved one or a car accident. Most people who experience broken heart syndrome are 50 years or older. Uh, but in the report, researchers claim the woman's broken heart syndrome case is the first to be spurred by food consumption alone. So her body attempting to handle all that? I guess so. It's really weird. Yeah. Jeez. A man and a woman in the Florida Keys stumbled into the private backyard of a Key West resident and began having an argument, and then they started having sex. Um, the 52-year-old woman told police that she heard an argument coming from her backyard Monday evening, and that's uh, when she called law enforcement. Uh, when the woman looked outside her window, though, she said she saw the man and woman having sex. So the couple, 36-year-old Stephen James Dean and 49-year-old Teresa Ann Bean, are both listed as homeless, each with criminal backgrounds. The Key West woman who reported the excursion in her backyard said she saw the couple having sex up against a barrier wall. <laughs> When police showed up at the house, they reported that uh, Dean and Bean both reeked of alcohol and that Dean had passed out over the side of the burial wall and that Bean was just trying to comfort him. How erotic. So they found the couple lying in a yard behind a stone wall. The two could not put together a complete sentence. They were slurring their words. According to the report, uh, the uh, couple told them the police that they had walked around town together when they stumbled upon the yard where they consummated their walkabout. Spell flip. (laughs) W-F-L-I-P. Being reportedly told police that James claimed that he was her music producer. Oh, wow. And that he told her that their rendezvous backyard was his own place. And that's when Dean told police that he and Bean were indeed having sex in the backyard. Uh, They were both arrested and taken to the uh, county jail with charges of indecent exposure, trespassing, both of which are misdemeanors. I'm sorry, a lot of homeless in Key West is a problem. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yeah. And a lot of music producers. That's true. (laughs) But if I were homeless, I'd probably... music producers having sex in the backyard. It's it's an absolute (laughs) epidemic. I would go to Key West. It's beautiful down there. All right. And then, uh, (laughs) let's see. Do I have time for one or two more cases? One more. All right. Uh, Let's go with this one. An Instagram video showing a father complete a bungee jump while holding his two-year-old daughter is the subject of some serious flack online. I think that's a risky thing to do. Yeah. In the footage, uh, Reda Roslan, a Malaysian reality star, is shown standing on a bridge in uh, Kuala Kubabura. Uh, he pats his two-year-old daughter's back reassuringly as a man yells three, two, one, and suddenly without warning, the pair is pulled backwards off the bridge, and the little girl, Mecca Michaela, 
clasps onto her father's shoulders instinctively as they drop 196 feet into the gorge below. While Michaela's father argues that she was wearing a safety harness and correct gear, she was shown completing the jump without a helmet. Uh, the adventure company responsible, Rentals Adventures, also shared a video with the caption saying, Every girl may not be queen to her husband, but she is always a princess to her father. Well, doesn't that whipping action for like a two-year-old? You would think it'd be a bit much, yes. In response to the torrent of abuse, Rosalind was forced to defend his action saying, Chill, guys. Chill. Don't try with your kids if your kids are not ready for this. He explained that Michaela was uh, not coerced into the act and that she enjoyed it so much she actually wanted to go again. Uh, however, a child's rights lawyer uh, said the child's parents had lacked proper parental judgment by letting her complete such an act. Uh, the man in the company can be charged for endangering the youngster's life if uh, somebody wants to follow up. I mean, they won't let you ride roller coasters if you're under a certain height. It's a good point. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Okay. Uh, a cool event took place yesterday. Yes, very at, exciting. At Xfinity Live. And we have spoken about uh, this before, about um, the... Uh, the nature and the, the expense of this new venue, and now it's it's starting to happen. Uh, so we have two people that are here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. it's a game where you build something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Things, Tetris. So, uh, but we have uh, two gentlemen that are here to speak about this, and they are from the Philadelphia Fusion. We have both the president of the Philadelphia Fusion. And the CBO, which we found out was the chief badass officer. Yes, it's pretty That's wild. That's what we said, a CBO is. Uh, we want to welcome <laughs> Tucker Roberts and Joe Marsh yeah. to the program this morning. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Nice to see you. So you guys have to be excited. It's finally happening. The groundbreaking of the new venue took place yesterday. So uh, do me a favor and uh, tell me, Tucker, what, is this, what does this mean for you? It's happening finally. Thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, no problem. It's uh, it's super exciting. We've been working on this for a while. So to actually, you know, put a shovel into some dirt, whether or not that dirt was naturally there. Or not, <laughs> it, it seldom is. It seldom is. <laughs> You're right. I've been to a few of these things, and you usually bring the dirt. Bring the ceremonial dirt. Yeah, no, but it, it was fantastic to have uh, the turnout we had uh, and just, the culmination of, of so much work to actually finally be able to share the plans and the interior a little bit more detail uh, and really start to see it coming together. You know, it's wild to set this, uh, the whole eSports thing, which is, so it's it's been, um, you know, with the, the popularity of Twitch and, and, and other things where, where, where video gaming becomes a spectator sport and becomes, you know, a sport. They, they, they asked Ninja well, what he thought the likelihood is of, of it even being considered at some point for the Olympics. And there are a lot of people who are not immediately dismissing that notion. So there's a lot of money to be made. Uh, how many stadiums like this are there around the country? Well, so there's a couple things there. On the Olympics point, I think, you know, maybe in someday in the future there could be an opportunity. I don't know if – I actually liked what the Olympic Committee said where they kind of were like, it's a little bit too commercial for the Olympics. That, that's true, yeah. But, but and yeah. They, don't, they, they don't like to make money off the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> well, they want to get younger and more digital, and I mean that is sure, yeah. the audience on Twitch. Um, but, yeah, to – uh, you know, in terms of in America, we're actually a little bit behind the rest of the world when you look at Europe and especially Asia in terms of uh, how prevalent esports is. Now, Ninja and Twitch kind of brought it to America a lot in the last two years. It's really exploded. But um, that doesn't mean there hasn't been esports in America for, you know, over a couple decades now. Um, but there's never been a purpose built arena. Right. So everything's always been like, hey, let's grab uh, a little bit of a warehouse space or we'll, we'll just, you know, take an old, um, you know, sporting arena and and retrofit it you know there's nothing been 
um, designed for the experience of, of esports. And, and, and this will be the first, basically, of its nature? Yes. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah, and that's where we went. We actually traveled around uh, to Seoul, to Europe, to look for inspiration in terms of what uh, we'd seen it. Uh, you know, Riot has a Lowell Park in Seoul, Korea, um, really fantastic uh, you know, venue. And we, we kind of went around the world and took some inspiration. And we came back to Philly and we said, you know, let's do the best. Let's actually go further than what anybody else has ever done. And uh, so that we can make it the most incredible experience. Cool. I'm a 44-year-old man. I have a 13-year-old son. And, and to me, uh, it's it's still kind of hard to wrap my mind around the fact that there's an arena, an actual building uh, that's going in South Philly. I love innovation. I love seeing new venues come to town, no matter what the reason is. Um, but explain to me why... Um, there are people that are going to want to go to this place because it, to me it's like, all right, you can, this is something you can watch at home and that's cool, but why would you want to go to another place and, and do it with a, with a group of people? Is, is it the communal uh, aspect of it? Absolutely. Um, you know, going to one of these events, uh, an esports event, is kind of eye-opening for a lot of people, especially parents um, who think that, you know, gaming is maybe antisocial. Uh, and then you get there and you realize that it's actually louder than a sporting event. There's we, we, we've been, yeah, yeah. it's a, a couple times and... Uh, we- <laughs> Uh, it, it's very loud. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of, uh, of, of you know, it, it's it's an, uh, a sensory overload. It is. It's yeah. kind of like EDM meets a hockey game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, That's a good description. Uh, and it does have a camaraderie to it because at the end of the day, a lot of these fans are like, hey, what's your gamer tag? You want to play later? Like, what rank are you? You know? Um, right. Whereas that's something you're never going to see at a football game is, you know, people don't really play that. Hey, you're a linebacker? Maybe we can play yeah. later on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I I think this is cool. I mean, I, I don't get it. That doesn't mean that I won't get it in the future because it's still a growing entity. Yep. Um, so places like this are cool to see, and maybe it will open up my eyes as to what this is all about. Now, my son plays okay. game games online. Um, he has some uh, social issues as far as communication goes. And so uh, the, you mentioned about... Um, gaming not being social well to me actually it's very social for my son and i'm actually i love that right uh so to be physically around other people as well doing this mm-hmm. i think is another cool little level to it oh absolutely i mean that's a big opportunity to connect the parents like we have uh one of our teams uh fusion university has a lot of young players and i was, I was speaking to one of the moms of one of our players who fought with her son over gaming really a lot and uh she said you know what changed her mind was she went physically to one of his matches where he had had online matches before and she didn't really participate or even know really how to. And then she went to one physically and saw him on stage, people chanting his name, him being a leader, and she started crying. And from that, that was the, the moment that flipped her. And so she started watching every practice and getting really involved in his life. Well, Joe, so with, with the, the fusion, explain also, because I know there are a lot of neophytes out there who are not quite, you know, don't know what's going on. The same way there are different sports, there are different games that are played, and and the uh, and and the, explain what what uh, the fusion is and what what they do and 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 the breakdown. If you can sort of dumb it down for people who are first hearing about this, they're excited, but you don't quite know why they're excited. Yeah, sir. So the the fusion play Overwatch. It's a game by uh, Activision Blizzard. Uh, it's six on six, you know, strategy shooter. Yeah. Uh, it's not realistic violence. It's very cartoonish. You know, you're shooting like bubbles and laser beams at each other. Right. Versus, you know, Call of Duty, where it's a little more uh, realistic. But Call of Duty's my jam. Is yeah, that your yeah, jam? Yeah, yeah. Well, the Call of Duty league starts in January. Well, there we go. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll bring, we'll bring that to the city of Philadelphia at some point. But you know. There's a lot of the games that we grew up on, like playing GoldenEye on N64, which yeah. is like the original, you know, 
team playing with your buddies in the basement. At, that changed at 4 it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I grew up doing. Right. That, was the, that was the first game that uh, um, proved to me that I'm terrible at video games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like terrible. I was like, okay, I'm just going to watch. It's all <laughs> yeah. X and Y axis. Yeah. If you can get that down, you're good. Yeah, no odd job slappers only. <laughs> <laughs> so you have you have teams that excel at this, obviously, yep. and they play other games. They, they play other teams in this game. Doesn't mean that the center. Can can house other tournaments with other other games, correct? No, okay. So the arena will be open for all the different game types. You know, right. The way we built it, you know, we built it so it can house the the Fortnite events, which have a hundred PCs on the floor, or it could be as intimate as like a fighter game where you play Smash Brothers, just two players sitting there looking at a, a, a monstrous LED screen. So, we were at a Smash Brothers uh, uh, a tournament, Preston and I, and that's you know that's that just blew our yeah. minds. Yep. So so and uh, Ninja's known for Fortnite. That's his game. Yes. So um so this is very cool. I guess we now know that there's a tremendous amount of money to be made for people who, you know, you can no longer say you're wasting your time to a kid who's, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's millions to be had, correct? If you're the best, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, for us, no, like, no. we're going to make no money. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, you love if, it. If you're 15, you're in the sweet spot of making tons of money. Yeah. Well, By the way, when is the, so it's a $50 million, you know, uh, facility. That's what we've heard anyway, the number that's been thrown around. And obviously, you, you want to get it right. When When is it projected uh, date for the arena to be finished and up and running? 20, yes. 2021. 2021, okay. Yeah. So right. our fourth season of Overwatch, it'll open up. Okay. okay, but there's an Overwatch uh, League Grand Finals watch party going on this weekend, correct? Sunday. Give us the details on that. So the Grand Finals are at the Wells Fargo Center, sold out. So we've also got a, a watch party at Xfinity Live just across the street. So, you know, it, it, it's it's been fun to actually uh, bring, I think, well, obviously the biggest esports event that Philadelphia will have had um, by, like, I don't know what the factor is, like 10. Wow. So wait a minute. The Wells Fargo Center is sold out. Yeah, sold out. So. Up, upstairs too. Overwatch, yeah. Oh my god! So there's, there's a watch party literally next door to the Wells Fargo Center for people that are watching this thing next door. Yes. Yep. Okay. So there's a watch party next to the watch so party. So this is, you know, this is what I'm talking about when you know people want to want, want to yeah. fight this and resist. No, this. no. This is, and I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to anybody out there who's like kind of scratching their head. This is this is where we're headed. And this is where we're going. I'm excited for the city of Philadelphia and, and, and in particular the footprint of um, South Philly in that area where where that's being built and and. A, New hotel casino, like it's awesome. It's it's really great for for that area it's that gonna be is, great. is being built yeah. up, and it's not just an area for uh, you know football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. You know, you, you can actually go down well, there for some other things. The fact that you have that, and you're going to have this esports. I mean, I, I always love that everything is right there. You know, it, it's it's you got your Whitman sampler of everything right there, and then you add esports to it. It's going to be really cool. I think that the attraction for people who are trying having a hard time wrapping their mind around it. If you were watching a an action movie, but you're watching it in real time being executed live, yeah, um, and that's really what it is because the graphics and everything. It, there's some on the more cartoony level, and then there's the, the Call of Duty. If you haven't in, checked this stuff out, the graphics are so good and everything is so good that even in real time with multiple players, you're watching like a really good war movie. If you know, and and that's the fascination. It's, it's right entertainment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it absolutely works that way. Yeah. So. Um, so the completion is is uh, twenty twenty one. You said yes, mm-hmm. and, and it can way, also work as a, as a concert venue as well. Yes, so it's it's a general purpose. So we can do EDM concerts, rap. You know, we're hoping to do comedy rock. shows as well. Rock, rock. yeah. yeah. So. Let's not forget. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, thirty five hundred seats. It's a sweet spot in the market. You know, you, you know, it's 
not competing with the Wells Fargo Center. It gives us an opportunity to bring local acts in there to kind of fill that venue, and we can scale it up and down depending. And plus, it's a one-stop shop because the tech's going to stay in there. So it's wired to go live. It's got the 85-foot LED wall. The sound's already in there. So bands can come plug and play. Wow. Which is going to be huge for local acts. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so the uh, the watch party this week, and what's the story on that? It's uh, doors open at 1. It starts at 3. Is there a charge? What do, what do people need to know? Free to enter. Come right. on down. Wow. We're selling some. Uh, so we partner with Ultimate out in California, who's the league's merchandise partner to bring some unique uh, merchandise items that fans can get a hold of that haven't been released yet. So we're excited about that. Awesome, man. Well, listen, uh, it's huge. I know you got a ways to go before this whole thing comes to its fruition, but it's underway now. You got dirt, right? You, you, yeah. you got, got a box yeah. of dirt. A box of dirt. Yeah. Cool. Well, congratulations. And Casey's right. It's great to have the, the uh, kind of the nexus of all this taking place yeah. right here in our city and, and uh, becoming a, a, a huge force in, in eSports. So thank you, Tucker and Joe, for being here this morning. Philadelphia Fusion yeah. Gang. With that, we are going to take a quick break. We got more guests to come. We got comedians. We got live music. We got all kinds of stuff taking place. Don't stray too far. We'll be back in just a moment. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Look who's back in town. Yeah. It's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. Uh, Hell to the rescue. Oh, no. Hell <laughs> Knows how to work a crowd. Yeah. I know how to work it. Yo, I thought it was Halloween. I see all these green jerseys everywhere. I had no idea y'all had a game tonight. That's Donnell Rawlings. Hey. Yeah. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> how, often, how often do you get that screamed at you? I get it a lot. I get, yeah. a lot. I get a lot, and I hate it because sometimes it costs me money when I go out with my friends to eat dinner. Yeah, oh. everybody go. We go to a nice restaurant. Everybody order all this stuff, and then when, it's, when the bill comes, nobody breaks for their wallet. They look at me. They're like, "I thought you was rich." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's the thing that the one of the things that identify me most with that show is the end of every show. I would yell that phrase, and people love it. Yeah, uh, you know what I love is um, there's a, there's a. Uh, there's a one skit. It's like the 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 pimp Super Bowl, um, and player hit his ball. Okay. Yes. So, um, Chappelle is talking about Rosie O'Donnell, and I can't say what he says. Oh he my talks God! About Rosie O'Donnell. Where he said it looks he, like. <laughs> no, let me break that. Down. Go ahead. Okay. Let me break that. Down. You know, you know, that, radio. That you've done it. That particular, I won't. I won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call, but I won't call. But but the funny thing about that skit was like <laughs> we were working on 17 hours that day, myself. Patrice O'Neill, R.I.P. Oh, Patrice O'Neill, Rich Voss. We all in. We all ran out of jokes. We had no <laughs> jokes left. We was like, I'm ready to go. It's no jokes. And Dave, he showed a picture of Rosie O'Donnell. And then he looked, he said, she looks like she wears underwear with the penis hole in the back or something like that. <laughs> he didn't say that. He said a word that rhymes with sick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, it was one of those things yeah. where we just like... 
Where did this come from? Yeah. Nice. If you could tell, if you look at the, uh, the, the deleted scenes or whatever, we just we just fell out laughing, man. You, and that was one thing about that show was like, you always thought you had one level of comedy, and then Chappelle would figure out a way just to take it to the next step. It was I, we, we've been talking about his, his special, his Netflix. So he's just, it's yeah. just unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. And the reason why it's unbelievable because we're living in a world now, and the, the, I think it's so wrong yeah. to try to make comedy politically <laughs> correct. Comedy is one of those things, if you find a person's personality that you like, you want to go see what their perspective and what their point of view is and how they look at life. It's not go, going somewhere to see somebody that matches your thoughts. And it's so easy to Google somebody yeah. to figure out where they come from. But where they come from, what they're going to talk about. That that special was so dope. It's just funny. And, it's and, and, funny and, and it's funny for comedy because comedy is about to go to a, yeah. a place where no return. You got to edit this. You can't say this. Why would you say this? You can't do that. But that that special and Bill Burr's another one that did it or at least got yeah. it on air. That shows that comedy is about what you want to say, man. You don't go to a comedy show feeling like you're going to a lecture. You know what, Donald? I think it. I think most people get that. And there's uh, some people, it's like uh, people who think that Twitter or whatever represents it. Most people get it. They go and, you know, and you, you, you know. I don't. I know a little bit about a movie before I go to see it. Yeah. You, you, you vet who you're going to go see. But it's been for so long, though, that that um, minority has had the voice of the majority, right? Because you know you haven't had a platform like when Chappelle came out. Rotten Tomatoes they gave Sticks and Stone like I don't know how they rate that like a one or a two yeah. apple. I don't know how they do it. That was just when they when they when they uh, critique the special themselves. But when they open up for the po- uh, for general population, ninety nine percent of the people that watched it loved it loved the show. So that one percent in this case didn't represent everybody. So the, yeah. make your own decision. That's the thing make to do. Yeah, it, but it's so tough now because if you're a young comic coming up and you don't want to ruffle any feathers, you don't want to get anybody upset, whatever. So it's hard to tell a young guy that's been doing it for. A, a year, just say and do whatever you want. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Because they could lose opportunities. Try to build a career. A person like Chappelle is not connected to any corporations, not connected to any brand. Nobody sponsors him but himself. He has the freedom freedom to be able to say what he wants because mm. it's not going to hit him in his pockets. And with anybody, you can want to say what you want to say, but when it starts hitting you in your pockets, yeah. where it's like, okay, I can't pay my mortgage. But that's everybody coming up. Yeah. That's but, a, I mean, even Chappelle, early, early on, let's say before... Nutty Professor, huh? right? Because he was a stand-up comedian and Nutty Professor, and that's I think the first time I saw him. Yeah. Um, everybody sort of has to watch their P's and Q's on their way up, and then you get to a certain point. Not where everybody. Like, everybody didn't, he didn't watch his P's. I mean, if you look at if you look at his voice, yeah, you know, and you know, people are like, where are you promoting your show? Talking about Dave because he's a good friend of mine and he's an icon of comedy. If you look at his from Killing Me Softly, left, he's always been a person that spoke his mind, his truth. And never was connected to anything but himself. You yeah. before even Robin Hood, Men and Tice was the biggest. <laughs> well, not, not the biggest, but yeah. he was sixteen, seventeen. He did that. He was sixteen when he did that. Sixteen, seventeen, yeah. But you know that was like he's always been that person. When you're that person, your whole career. When you have a situation where you feel uncomfortable, and someone wants to offer you fifty million dollars, and you feel like it might be compromising your integrity, your soul. 
those are the type of people that can walk away from stuff like that, but there's not a lot of people that can do that. Because I wouldn't have walked away from $50 million. <laughs> no, no. no. I don't know. They say, Donnie, you think Dave Chappelle is crazy. I don't think he's crazy, but walking away from $50 million, that was crazy Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I would have never did that. Whoever got upset with me or made me feel uncomfortable, I would be like, you're fired, and I would have got my check. Yeah. Speaking of comedy, uh, I started watching a show that you're in called uh, It's Bruno, and uh, it's yes, on Netflix. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know why it's funny, but it makes me laugh really hard. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like three or four episodes in, and you, <laughs> you, didn't, have to, you didn't have to punctuate crackhead and look me right in my eyes like that. You look at me like, so you're black in this movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you play a black guy from Baltimore. You're, you're a crackhead. The, you're the black guy in this show, right? Yeah, I was so funny. Yeah. funny. You didn't know my, you didn't ask me, how did I get there? What made me hit that first pipe? But the themes of us, it's funny for, if you're a dog lover, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of white people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the extent where they rescue dogs. Yeah. I don't know where they find these dogs with two legs. I don't know where they <laughs> find these dogs. But if you're a dog lover and, and you're connected to pets like that, I think that's one of the reasons why people were connected. Because it was this guy, the guy from Brooklyn... That you, you would never believe this guy has gourmet food. Yeah. His his dog has to eat a certain thing at a certain time. He, he treats the dog like a family member. He, he loves the dog. He loves the dog more than he loves any relationship he's been in or whatever. And I think if you start with that premise, it could be funny. Funny thing about that, that was just for a lot of people, it was a passion project. You have people like he this guy, um, Slick, he won some um some uh movie festivals. And every so often you have a guy that's coming up. You know, he's going to be big. And I was like, okay, me being an older guy and seeing all these young talents coming up, I was like, I want to be connected to everybody because you don't know who's going to be the next person. So did he ask you directly to be on the show? A producer that he worked with, that I worked on another project before that, he was like, yo, I'm doing this project, would you be down? And then Slick was excited about working with me. But it was a thing where it's like, it wasn't a lot of money, but it's like I got to practice acting again because I'm not really a... Actor, actor, more of a comedian. You're a good actor, though. So, thank you, I appreciate it. So it was a thing, like, I get to work again, get to be around some more people, and um, it just happened to pop. It just got nominated for it. It didn't win, but it was nominated for uh, Best Short Form Drama or Comedy for Netflix. It was just one of the things that I was surprised. I would go places like, yo, that's the guy from... It's Bruno, just one of those things that pop and people love it. Well, you people know, always complain that, the, you know, there's re- reboots and sequels and, and nothing original in Hollywood anywhere. But this is an original show. It's different than anything that original. I've... Yeah, and it, is, it makes me laugh. I'm doing a reboot of uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Right. Jay and Silent Bob. I'm doing that reboot. And now you ask yourself, how can you reboot? Like, that was a classic. If you're a fan of Jay and Silent Bob coming up in the late 90s or whatever, it was a thing. I was excited. And when I uh, first read the script... I was like, Kevin Smith is such a dope writer. He figured out a way to do a reboot of a reboot yeah. of another reboot. So the whole premise is that they're he's trying they're trying to fight a reboot of Jay and Silent Bob. It's so, so dope. Kevin right? is, is is a friend of the show and, and uh I love that. And you know, and, and he, he he beats up his own work all the time. The best thing for me working with Kevin Smith and like he's a great guy. Yeah. You know, like the, the what he puts out on social media, what you feel about him, that's really Really young. But when a person has a second chance yeah. on life. Yeah. Man, As he like has that, had. Yeah. Like you 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 see a change in him. Yep. Did you know that? you notice a perfect because he we were talking to him and he you said You wanna live more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're about to die, that's when you wanna live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God 
don't take me right now. No, it's not my time. I need two more weeks. Oh, my God, no. But, you know, and like even when, because I did another project with him called Hollyweed. Yeah. It was a it was a project we did. We were, we're owners of this dispensary in California. He told me, Donna, he said, I'm at the point in my life now I've had a certain amount of success, blah, 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 blah. He said, I only want to do stuff that I want to do. Yeah. I only want to do stuff that I can have fun with. And this, he was like, what's better than hanging out with some of your closest friends and, and, and playing make-believe? He's in the pocket now, though. He's got exact, he loves, he's a fan of movies. He, he's directing a lot of the DC shows for the, the CW. He loves doing that. He and he he can he can do that and he does the show with uh, Ralph Garman and uh, the dopest thing the thing and I know I well he he's open about it him inviting me to his crib yeah to have a writing session you I'm telling you having a writing session with Kevin Smith what is that like it's incredible but let me ask you uh-huh. all right so compare a writing session that way with Kevin Smith or a writing session that way with Dave Chappelle um. Uh, I would prefer uh, Kevin Smith because, like, me and Dave, we've, we've had <laughs> sessions, but it doesn't draw us to be creative okay. pin and pad. You okay. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not... It's my inspiration for creativity. I got you. But, like, with Kevin, like, it really is. You know, like, well, you know, it didn't... Laptop is coming up. <laughs> yeah. It gets the juices flowing Like, when on we him. did Hollywood, that, yeah, it, we mm-hmm. did this. We did it as a... It was a... It was a startup company. It was called Rivet TV where they, when, you know, so many talented people have shows and pilots and stuff that never get green lit because there's somebody that's a gatekeeper that decides. Right. The idea of this uh, this platform was, okay, we have these pilots that don't get green, don't get the green light, but we're going to put them up and let people, if they pledge enough money, it'll get, it'll get made. Like, like crowdfunding. Yeah. Cra- yeah. And that's what, you know, the situation um, with... With Kevin, but the, the the creative side was like, he, we we would sit down. We did one the pilot episode. He wrote that himself, and then moving forward, we thought we had the deal to do three or four other episodes. I would go to his crib, and we would sit down, and we would, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and just it was just my conversation, my conversation. He'll be like, oh my god, and this is what a lot of people don't do. You'll share ideas with people and you'll be creative, but then when it comes down to getting money, it will come down to getting credit, people just disappear. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was a casual conversation. But he had already agreed to, first off, I was talent on it, but he was going to cut me another check for being a writer. He was going to actually give me my credits. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. like, for me to be able to move forward, like, to go from Donna Rollins to, like, Written by Kevin Smith and Donna Ross. Nobody in, not too many people in Hollywood like to share anything. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. He's a great dude. And I'm not saying that to, because he has a movie coming out in a couple weeks that I'm in. I'm just saying it because he really is a good guy, man. Like, everything you feel about it, even when he's pitching, like, hey, follow me on YouTube, blah, 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 blah. You feel it to be. Have you gone around on the because uh, because he, he's actually he's rolling out they're rolling out the premiere in different cities with these viewing events. Have you gone and done any of those? I haven't. I think there I'll, I'll be able to do the. Uh, I'm going to the premiere in L. A. Okay, because I got an overwhelming schedule myself, and then if like if we're in the same city, whatever. But you know, um, I just wish, I just I think this movie is going to be good for people that grew up, loved Jay and Silent Bob. And then the way he twisted the storyline, even if you weren't a fan, <laughs> you could become a fan. But there's this one scene in particular, Ben Affleck just 
destroyed. That's what he was saying because, and they had been estranged for a while. And yeah. he, and and Kevin was on the show, and he told about how that that got back, and it was sort of inspiring that you that that Ke- that Kevin basically says. What what is this about? Let's let's just extend the. When you think you're gonna die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I don't like when people call me too much. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And they're like, "Hey, Don, I just call. I was thinking about you. Are you about to die? Who's about to die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But that's like it's a life changing situation in your life. Can you give it a a, a tease as to what Affleck does? Because Kevin Smith Um, was raving about it. Um, um, it's so reflective. Of our, I'm pretty. It's reflective of where Ben Affleck's life is now, hmm. and it's reflective of where Kevin's life is, and it makes you really this one um, monologue. It makes you understand what the true, per- what our true purpose in life is. Wow. Well, I mean, it's That's like heavy. I mean, you go, you go from like laughing, then you like, whoa, hmm. and then me as an actor, just to see somebody deliver a monologue that long yeah and stay to it because kevin he said man when he did it he was like he 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 wrote it and then ben was like man i haven't done this much copy and i don't know how long (laughs) because acting is not real tough process you get so many chances to do it over if you look at most movies somebody usually speaks for two or three sentences not like four or five paragraphs right Mm -hmm. but you can tell somewhere in that monologue it got to him and it got close to his life and it's for it's a it's this one scene, like, if you're a family guy or if you're a father or if you had kids, like, late in life or whatever, you're really going to appreciate it. It's like... Wow, I didn't know get, that. Yeah, you're going to be like, man, I don't even want... I don't even care about laughing no more, man. This is some real stuff. <laughs> All right. He did that. Yeah. I could use some good info. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You need a hug? Yeah, yeah. Man. It's all in your face, bro. I just want to go up and hug you. Come on. I'm going to start this new nonprofit, and it's going for inner city kids. It's called Hugs for Thugs. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You see a yeah. thug, put that gun down and come over here and give me a hug. That's what it is, man. You got a champion, you're just tuning in, Donnell Rawlings is who's going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club. Who are you playing in the movie? Can you say anything about that? In the um, I play, by, and Kevin James. I'm a um this is so weird. I'm a I'm a I'm head of police tactical unit. Okay. okay. Yeah. You ever if played you, a cop before? I was a cop. You were, you were a police Force, officer. Yeah, in the Air Force, yeah. Yeah, no, military. I mean, we talked about this, right? Yeah. Cop, cop, cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I made police? one arrest and it was cuz this girl had nice breast. Yeah. <laughs> right. This was way before me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me too wasn't even a thing then. It was yeah. just like whatever, every man for himself. <laughs> But the only arrest I made, this lady, she came through the gate, and I thought she was attractive. I pulled her over. I didn't even have a siren or anything. I just said, weird, 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 weird. <laughs> yeah, but I was a, I was a, I was a military police Bye. officer. Were you, you, were, you military uh, police officer? You, you were stationed in South Korea and Kunsan, Korea and yeah. DC as well. Yes, Bowling Air Force Base in Washington DC. Yeah. Okay, and so, um, but so you play, so you play tactical police officer in the movie. Yeah, and uh, but you were also on the wire, weren't? weren't I was you? in the yeah. wire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I played a snitch, a yeah. hood snitch. I, <laughs> I had a, you know. The, you I was, were good. I, I appreciate. I was on the wire because of the um, HBO's The Corner. Yeah, they spent off the corner into the wire. And I was on the first season of The Wire, and then my character got lost after the second season. David Simon, really loyal to a lot of people that was on the show, he brought me back to be on The Wire, right? At the first season and the last season. 
And um, I was nervous because on HBO, anytime it's the last season of anything, yeah. the writers get very vindictive. <laughs> you know, it's some weird scenes. Like yeah. the last season of Odds, it was dudes getting raped on Odds that wasn't even on the Odds. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, dude, Dude's I'm on shows? Nickelodeon, man. I'm just trying to, <laughs> yo, I'm just trying to go to the bathroom, pull your pants up, bro. Uh, but they were just rape crazy. Yeah, they yeah. were just like, oh, yeah, well, you want to get it? All right, take this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I didn't, I didn't have to fall for that but that was a, a great for for me whatever happens in my career stand up or acting whatever to go down being a part of two of what not me but critics and people consider them to be the, yeah. two of the greatest television shows of all time you know what i'm saying that's something for my when i'm no longer here when my son is going and, and bragging about that yeah. stuff i feel good knowing that his dad did some cool things that people remember and they appreciate. Hey, I have a question going back to your military career real quick yes. because I think most comedians I've met are are just world class. They can be a world class smartass in a good way, throwing a line yeah. in there when it's when it's you know kind of it's going to bust somebody's balls. In the military, did you ever did your sense of humor ever get you in trouble with a superior because you just couldn't hold something back? It always got me. <laughs> it okay. It's the reason why I'm not in the military right now. <laughs> they call, listen, man, yo, yo, man, listen. I was so off the chain when I came to Washington D.C. Bowling Air Force Base. They gave me a random drug test every Monday at eleven o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Every Monday, I had a random drug test. They like you have randomly been selected to do this. Do analysis. I'm like, wow. Let me find out. Monday at eleven o'clock. And this is a phrase I used to. This is what I used to always hear. And if you're a military person, a vet, or whatever, you know this. I'm in position, whatever. They used to be like Airman Rollins. This is what happened to me in uh, what happened to me one time. Airman Rollins, your blatant disregard for established military <laughs> policy shows a lack of military bearing and integrity. What do you have to say for yourself, Airman? Speak to me. <laughs> I was always on joke time. I said, uh, Akuna Matata? I didn't know. What does that mean? It means no worries for the rest of your... But I've always... But it was like the military, for me... The transition from not going to college, not wanting to be a bum or whatever, you know, especially where I'm from, that was an alternative. That was an alternative to college, and that's where a lot of guys, not because they were super patriotic, but that's the first time you've ever been Listen. on a plane. Yep. And you get some you get some culture, you get yep. to meet people, you get some discipline. It's, it was a good transition. You know, when I went in, I wasn't thinking about no war. Yeah. I was thinking about, I get a GI Bill, I can go to college, yeah. I can do this. And that's how they got me, but I don't have any regrets for it. I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and they said, Donnell, are you really patriotic? And I said, I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I know I'm free. Lee Greenwood. I said, yeah. I was like, and I gladly stand. I was like, any black dude that knows any words of that song, he had jungle fever or he was in the military. <laughs> <laughs> it goes with white girls. It goes with white girls. You want to say white girls, you better know a verse of that song. Can you, do you speak? How's your Korean? Um, Hongo Malo Chokum. That's I speak a little Korean. Hongo Malo Chokum. They got Dr. K. I'm a smart guy. I speak Korean, not affluent, yeah. but at a conversation level where if I was in Korea, uh, hookers can't overcharge me. <laughs> All right, good. 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 I'll, stay, I'll stay away from dog meat. You know what I'm saying? So, How prevalent you know, is dog meat over there? 
Um, I don't want to really answer that question. That means I would have been a dog eater, dog, uh, dog eater. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't know. I just know dogs didn't bark loud over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, no, I know. They didn't bark loud. They used to bark like this. <laughs> Yo, you about to blow us up. Where did they get this dude? Go back to your country. <laughs> but um, I had, man, enjoyed that. Enjoyed. Shout out to anybody, anybody that, um, People talk about they Americans and patriotic yeah. and however you justify, but you know my hats off to anybody that like that, that, that joins the military, knowing that at the end of the day, you could put your life on the line for this country. No, and I mean that's, that, what, that's what you know. As much as whatever your political views, um, I give you all the credit or in the whatever, world. But man, this is whether you believe it or not, this is a great country, yeah. and you won't really understand it until you travel and go other places. Your 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 ass will be waiting to get back to it. Let me ask you something with you with your military training, right? You know, um, uh, did, did it help set you up for the sort of um, focus that assisted you in getting sticking to comedy and 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 following through on your entertainment? We always no, to, not really. I didn't have a lot. Oh, of, did you have that to begin? with? I didn't have discipline in the military. I was like, I stayed in trouble. They they got these <laughs> things called LOR, letter of recom, recom, re, reprimandum or something, where <laughs> you get in trouble. I stayed in trouble. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But one thing, uh, uh, me growing up, I always wanted to be good. You see, so many comedians today, they want to. You ask them, "What do you want to do?" I want to be famous, but they won't say how they're going to do that first. Like I always, I never wanted to be famous. I came into comedy acting. It just, it just fell into my lap, and I followed on it. But I followed up on it. But I always told myself, I just want to be good. Yeah. I thought about being good before fame. I thought about good before money. And I said, if I'm good at this, if I stay down, eventually it'll turn into some cash. It I does. Never looked at, yeah. never looked at, and I've been doing it for 25 years. After 25 years, I honestly can say every year I get better. And that's coming from somebody that's been good for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like 10 years ago, people see me just standing like this. This dude's the funniest thing that I've ever seen. And you think that that's was the end of it. But every year, I find a way to try to make myself better, and it makes me excited and still keeps the passion in comedy for me. That's a that's a better way of looking at it, being uh, focusing on being good as opposed to being famous. Because you can get famous and not Quickly. really be good, but that ain't gonna last long. That's not gonna no. last. But it lasts long enough to get, as we sit in the street, to get your bag. You know, yeah, yeah. like the thing that tr- tr- the thing that with comedy, you have like oldest guys that didn't come up from a time of social media. I came up in a time where you actually had gatekeepers. Yeah. If it wasn't ABC, NBC, or CBS, you didn't have a chance. Yeah. So now what I do respect about social media, and I don't knock it, is that you can make your own opportunities. Mm. There's nobody can tell you no. And the way it's going now is like these guys, and there is some a level of discipline to become a YouTube star. It's not just like one day you post one video. It's I'm working on stuff every week. I'm posting it every week. I'm disciplined. This is happening, and that's how it, that's how it turn turns out. But at the, with that said, at least try to be good at doing comedy. Yeah. Because people are going to come, like you say, they're going to come and don't last. But these guys are making so much money that all they need is a year or two run. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's, it, it's crazy. To... The, the phenomenon, the YouTube star that'll 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 like um make make. And we've we've done that. We've done appearances with. YouTube stars right. who they get out in front of a crowd and they just fall. It's dead. It's dead. Yeah. 
And they, they don't care. They just use that one minute, one minute. But then you have some that realize that they've had an opportunity, came at a time where they can promote and do things for themselves, and they still care about the craft right. of stand-up. But no, a lot of them don't. And I don't knock them. You know, however you're going to get your money, get it. But I'm a comedian. I mean, I believe in this. So I don't just judge you by how many people follow you. I judge you by in the way that I want anybody to judge me. It's like, what do I do? When that mic is on and I'm standing flat-footed in front of a group of people that I've never met before. Well, it still requires hard work. I mean, there are fewer gatekeepers, yeah. but you're not gonna if you don't have the content to stay and with staying power, you're you're not. You know, the audience is gonna judge you eventually. For you, who, who's the hardest working comedian? Me. <laughs> there you go. There you but, go. I, but me and um, I was uh, Joe Rogan. Joe, yeah. And the reason why I say Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan, like a lot of times, people do stand up to get to a certain level. That bank account where you say, I don't have to do it anymore. And I worked with Joe. I did the Tacoma Dome with him in, tr- in front of him and Dave Chappelle, in front of 25,000 people. We did Salt Lake City, uh, Amphitheater, 20,000. But the reason I say he's a hard worker because he'll do two or three podcasts a day and he'll still go to the comedy store and work out. Yeah. He'll still go to the uh, uh, improv and still work out. He cares about comedy. His, and he cares he- about, he cares about, Getting better too. His last special, he he did. A, I don't know if it was the last one where he did the uh, he did a run on the Kardashians. Yeah. Uh, that was having hilarious. And he's yeah, he's, a, like, he's meticulous. He's he, he, he's he puts the work in. He puts the reps in. You got to work out. Yeah, <laughs> all you, you guys are meticulous. Out. I mean, if you go to a, a, a comedy show and you think that this guy's just kind of riffing it. <laughs> that, that you you work hard yeah, to make the, it but, seem like that. But the, the, that's the beauty of the, 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 the best comics are the ones that make it feel like it's coming up right 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 now. Yeah, yeah. you know it's not like this. Okay, and here go, and here's <laughs> right. this joke, and here's this joke. Yeah. The ones that I do said like this. I'll do a setup. Do I was like, yo, was that all off the top of your head? I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe um, and I when I do my show, I know things that I want to get to, but I always try to put myself in the position where, what if this is the hardest thing for a comedian to do? Take all your jokes away. What are you gonna do? Mm, Take all your jokes. No. Some comics <laughs> not prepared for that. Yeah. Some comics not prepared for this bit not working. A bit that you had to take five minutes that the audience wasn't feeling, so it chopped it down to a minute. Yeah. What are you going to trust? Yeah. What are you going to trust? You're going to you got to trust your instinct of when you were younger. When you were a young comic, it's like this. I don't have any jokes. I just have to be funny. Mm. The average comic, you could tell the average comic, go on stage, <clears throat> don't do none of the jokes you've been doing. Yeah. And give them a list of stuff. A lot of them are gonna be, uh-bah, 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 uh-bah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funny ones are the ones gonna be like, "Yo, I'm here for a reason, and I could be funny without this material." Yeah, it's a difference. People who are in, innately funny, you know. It, one of the wildest things, though, is to see like somebody like Richard Lewis come out. who has been at it for years, and he'll come out with a legal pad, yeah, and just put it on on the, and he'll just because that's his way, and he makes it work. It's, it's hilarious. A lot of people like I've never been a. Um, if I was a fan of that, I probably would have more. Ma- more material and be more disciplined. Yeah. Like, um, I believe in my, my, my way of Bill Burr way, Dave Chappelle way, it all works out on stage. Yeah. Some people, like you say, could sit down and be like, here's the beginning, here's the middle, here's the end, here's the punchline. And it works for them. It doesn't work for me. For me, what works is the failure of a joke or something 
not working the way I want. That way, I'm not going to do it again, or I'm going to tweak it. But right. I like to create um, on stage and in the moment. Well, maybe Donnell will fail for you at Helium Comedy Club tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, Thanks I was saying to myself, I'm a Redskins fan, right? I'm like this. I'm like this. I don't know if it's a good idea if I go up there and bash Eagles fans. I'm uh-huh. like, but Eagles fans are so nasty and supportive. <laughs> They would sell my show up just so they could talk trash to me at the show. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're going to ruin this dude. He sold out tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I'm uh, passionate about everything here. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, Donnell's going to be at Helium tonight, 8 o'clock, uh, Friday and Saturday as well. Helium Comedy, two shows each night, I assume, on Friday and Saturday? Yeah, two shows Friday, two Saturday, right. one show on Sunday. Heliumcomedy.com. Man, it is good to see you. We love it when you stop Thank by you. Here. I'm sorry. And I was like, I don't know what's going on because this is like, Second time, I, I was like, maybe they don't like me. Because the last time I was here, it was like, I felt like the publicist was like this. Oh, yeah, they said that they're not going to be in town. We weren't in not, town. I know, but I want, <laughs> let me use the race card. Can I use the race card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. You, just, did you just tell me decline? We don't use that card. I was like, it's because I'm black. <laughs> it's like, no, it's because we're not in town. <laughs> no, nah, but it's always, I get excited when I, even though I know I'm going to, Take something, take it, take it for being a Redskins fan, but always feel good when I come up here. Cause, and you know, this is a, a, you know, you could tell the success of a radio station in the show, how many microphones they have in the studio. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, it's like 32 mics in here. I'm like, they rich, yes. Great to see you, Donnell. Thanks, man. Donnell Wally, guys. Heliumcomedy.com. We're going to take a break, come back with some live music. Dirty Honey's waiting in our green room. We're going to get them set up, and they're going to play for you. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'd say that our next guest looked like the most... Lucid post show yes, rock stars who to come in for a morning show that I've ever seen. We're used to rock star, we don't do mornings thing. Yeah. These guys look raring to go and we're happy to have them. They played a show last night at the Met with Alter Bridge and Skillet. Ladies and gentlemen, Dirty Honey. Yeah. Here this morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Are you normally this awake and chipper? Well, we were excited about coming into WMMR, so. Excellent. We, uh, you know. Had a little coffee, and uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to suck it up for the next hour. Excellent. Whatever. Well, listen, I had, uh, before they came on, and by the way, we have Mark and John and Justin and Corey are the members of the band. Uh, uh, I saw our program director, Bill Weston, over talking with Mark for a moment there. It's mm-hmm. great to have you here on the Mo Show. Yeah, and he was, uh, they were, they were. I guess uh, maybe Bill was describing a certain type of, of music. He was calling it like knuckle-dragging rock or something like that, and, <laughs> and Mark said, well, what would you call us? <laughs> and and he didn't seem to really have an answer for it, or was that you that said that? I'm Justin, sorry, yeah. I just I just overheard. So that was uh, Justin you, who said that. Would you say the answer is? The I'd answer. say you're rock and roll. I do the words rock and roll together. Thank God. Describe that sound because <laughs> it's it's bluesy, it's gritty, uh, it's got it's got some balls and some heart to it. You know what I mean? I absolutely know what you mean. All right. <laughs> Good. Okay. You that, hit it spot on. All right. Uh, very impressed. Now, you guys, um, as, as far as history of the band goes, you're from all over the place. You, you didn't grow up together. Sometimes you hear that story. These guys, we went to high school together and all that. No. I met uh, John on guitar here uh, in L.A. He sat in for the guitar player I was doing a gig with, and then he introduced me to Justin. Justin introduced us to Corey, and then that was sort of the genesis of <laughs> Dirty <laughs> Honey. But you guys hail from all over the country, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm from upstate New York. John's from... Banger, Maine. Okay, uh, nice. From Oregon, and he's from. He's the only LA native. All right. And two years ago, you guys uh, pretty much. Yeah, two years ago. 
Wow. Uh, Preston has been talking. We, we all, you know, this this is a conversation that's been coming up more and more, and it encourages us now because, you know, um, obviously music goes through cycles. Yeah. But, um, you know, pure regular rock, you know, the way, and I know people have different impressions of rock, but you know rock when you hear it. Yeah. You guys are rock. Thank and you. And, and uh, but, you know, you can take something and hold it up. It's like what grunge brought to rock when we're coming out of, Another phase of, of of the sort of a glamour rock. Sure, you you knew that, but there's you can take something and work it different ways. And and I sense like with you and other bands that we're seeing come up that have an appreciation for a sound they're not hearing as much as they would like. Um, it, it it feels good. Do you feel that as well? Yeah, I think I think it's very easy to be perfect in this like digital age yeah. we're living in, and that's not good for rock and roll at all. So, you know, when we did our record, we just got back to the roots and had four guys in a room playing well, just... songs together, and like it, it sounds very organic and soulful and raw, and that's what we were going for. So. Here's the thing: you could you could can you can you know. Hey, can you do that acoustically? Oh yeah, we can. You guys were sure. just rehearsing, and it sounded great. Yeah, and so that to me is a good litmus test of, and I think people appreciate just the awe of musicians getting in their instrument with their instruments and making stuff happen in a yeah. room in an intimate situation or in a large venue. It's the goal, and uh, yeah, I think songwriting, you know, is always key. If you can write great songs, they're going to sound great on acoustic or with a band or whatever. But um, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of the melodies at least start with, you know, acoustic guitars. And, yeah. You know, and then when you bring it in, you start bashing around and turning the amps <laughs> right. up. It takes on a whole new life. So what's a writing session with you guys like? Is it just sitting around messing around or do you say Soundtrack, it's time to work? I mean, you know? the, the one we're working on. <laughs> Video games. Texting. Hey, I got something cool. Oh, there well, you go. So it. that's something that that's cool that uh, you know some of our predecessors didn't have was it was the the immediacy of, uh, immediacy of it all yeah. is that you can write and 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 play a lick on the guitar, send it to you, and go, hey, what do you think of this? Or you know, hey, I got these lyrics, or you know, I got this melody in my head, and then send it to you. That's something that um, that didn't, and you can do it from across the world. You don't even have to be in the same city or, it or anything. The other yeah. day, literally, like, yeah, we he. He had an idea that he was working on soundcheck maybe, I don't know, six months ago that we were all like, that's awesome. And then I was walking around New York City, something popped into my head. I sent it to him and, you know, a couple hours later, he's like, what if we took that thing from, you know, a couple weeks ago and we blended and we played it at soundcheck and it was awesome. It's so, really, really cool. Yeah, and and so uh, what what I like about your sound is that, um, you know, it's it's... It's reminiscent of something. I, know, mm -hmm. I I can't necessarily put my finger on it, but you're not trying to be something. Right. And um, so what I mean by that is a, a friend of mine was um, – we were playing golf the other day, and we, we play golf while listening to music. And he played a couple of country songs for me. I really liked the first one. The second one I said, this is stupid because he's, try <laughs> he's trying to do something with this song. Yeah, he's, he's, he's talking about trucks and bugs. <laughs> well, and well, well, just the yeah. sound. And his to dog me, and the woman who left him. Yeah, okay. To me, the sound, it sounded very insincere. And, you know, we're like, okay, well, this is going to be this type of song. Yeah. And so when you write a good song, it's just a good song. And it's not a gimmick. And you're not trying to do something, right? It should be just, it should just happen sort of naturally. And you should. I think ultimately a listener should just feel something, mm -hmm. you know, feel passion or feel sadness or soul or whatever. But, yeah, I don't, I don't feel much from modern-day country, that's for sure. You're not, go, you're, not in the, uh, you're not in the, in the studio going, okay, man, well, this is going to be the one where the crowd is going to go like, hey, yo, oh, no. hey, you know? Like, <laughs> We're not building in those, whoa. 
<laughs> we were we were on the air in LA one day, uh, and we had to do like a smash or trash thing with yeah. the radio station, and we felt so bad. This uh, band sent in a song that was like just modern rock, drop D, and it was awful. Yeah, they were like the so chorus bad. was like oh oh oh. And the you know fortunately the DJ was like ah, that was just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took the. Yeah, we were all like, <laughs> and then the one guy just laid into. We were dream. like, well, you know, it's a good production. And <laughs> just, you know, just keep going. And I was just like, I would never do this. To yeah, yeah. Never yeah. Our assistant program director hates. Anytime there's a forced sing-along or if somebody screams out an instrument name, guitar! <laughs> it's not allowed. Yeah, so. We're trying to avoid going into a reggae uh, uh, arrangement, too, in the middle of a solo section. <laughs> Did you have a list of, like, is there a, the, the, the three, the golden rule, the three don'ts when writing songs? <laughs> I think we just touched on a bunch. <laughs> yeah, you, you got them all? You just yeah, wrote the yeah. list for us. There you go, yeah. Nice. We try and get, I try and get Corey to do, like, a train groove on the drums sometimes, and he's just like, I'm never going to do train no. grooves. Yeah. Uh, this, this I'll is, get him one day. This is not going to mean anything to you guys, but uh, I don't know if you guys know Corey here. Looks like our afternoon guy Jackson with big hair. Yes! Yeah. Does yes! he yes! Look like Jackson. Jackson. Corey yeah. Jackson. your new nickname. He's a handsome man. He's, he's a good looking fella, so definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and Justin has the most rock and roll hair I've seen in quite a while. Yeah, I am that's happy cool, to see man. rock hair. Yours that's is cool. solid. That's, that's cool. But you're going to play second fiddle to him every time, man. Well, listen, um, the song, we heard you warm up with it. We've been playing uh, When I'm Gone, and I assume that's what you're going to play for us now, if that's cool. It's fine with us. Let's yeah. do it, man. This is Dirty Honey, guys. They are live here in the studio on MMR. Check it out. We just got it. We just got to start. Somebody got way out of tune. <laughs> yeah, somebody's guitar right. went way yeah. out of tune. String broke. Look at his strings. Oh, they broke. Oh, no <laughs> way. I didn't even see that. All right. Guitar! Oh, guitar! Yes. How did you do that? There we go. Hey, guys, guys, we got a Martin over here if you need it. Oh, there you go. It's Perfect. a good one. Okay, send it over to him. Might need to get to. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? This, this is the very awful. reason that we keep an extra. We got a Martin here. It's a good guitar. Yep, it'll need to be tuned up. But uh, I think it was from when I yelled at Philadelphia. Guitar. Was like, this band sucks. <laughs> no, no, they know the song. So we gonna keep going? <laughs> <laughs> I saw them all looking at each other. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, that Mark you you did that. No, yeah, we, we're not doing this. Honestly, I gotta give it to Adele for that one. That was fresh in my mind. Did you, did you remember that when she was? Yeah, she stopped. She stopped as an award show. You're right. And it, it wasn't sounding right no, to her tone. Like, listen, a good lesson for yeah, you. That shows you're on your game. You wow. know, you don't. Then you want it. You want it to be right. Well, while while he's getting tuned up and while he's getting set, this this will take a moment. Um, the the music you guys have it's an EP. You went yep. out and you I think it's uh, five songs in the EP. Yes. Okay. And so were there were there some that you had to to set aside? Do you have others ready to go? But these are the ones you wanted to focus on mainly. There's a couple. Yeah. There's um there's one that's going to get released um any any day now. Yeah. It's, it, we just released it on vinyl. And, okay. Um, that's going to go up digitally uh, any day, literally. And so then, it's, it came out exclusively on vinyl to start? 
to start, yeah. Okay. Do you know so, that, that recently, and we were just talking about this, I don't know, what you, we had uh, Jack White on a while ago about the whole vinyl thing. Vinyl now. Oh, it's total research. And it's exceeded C- CDs uh, yeah. in yeah. sales. It's a way different listening experience, I think. And, yeah. Uh, it's everybody at the shows is like, I, they want the vinyl. It's pretty cool, actually. That so, is cool, yeah. And then when we got that moment when you start opening up the package and the logo is on there and it looks really cool. It's like a really special... It's just so much more real. Yeah. No. Well, it's what... It's, it, yeah, t- that there's some iconic imagery and things that are associated with your industry. Yeah. And as you as musicians, I am sure, have to... It, it has to be a thrill when you see that, your logo on something like that. Yeah, it's cool and... Uh... You know, the digital thing is awesome. I think it's really cool. You can have every record on your phone at one time. It's awesome, but there's nothing like hearing your song on the radio or, you know, opening up a vinyl. Like, it's... Do your your parents think it's really cool? I'm sure they do. (laughs) (laughs) Throwback to the... Yeah, my dad is so pumped. It's like buying people in the UK, like, (laughs) merch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't announce that. (laughs) Dad's going to go broke. (laughs) So, um, so real quick, uh, is there somebody named... I I, don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Is it uh, uh, Didia or Didia? Didia, yeah. Didia, okay. Dirt Didia. He's a Philly legend. Okay, so I'm not aware of this human being, but uh, Jackie Bam Bam, who is our our nighttime DJ, is, and he's the one who actually brought you guys to uh, to Bill Weston if I, uh, I have recall to correctly. Say, I will never forget the email I got when when somebody in radio promotion or something emailed us and said, "Hey, you got to do a liner for WMMR. The night guy Jackie Bam Bam like loves his song. He's thrilled about the band." And I was like, "Oh, cool. Philadelphia. That's awesome." I know yeah. I mean Springsteen obviously yeah, yeah. and Billy Joel come to mind when you think of this station and uh and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." And that was like one of the first ones that jumped on board and then uh you guys started bumping the record like crazy so that's awesome we love yeah. it wow that's uh what, you, what a live and local radio station can do for a band like i mean yeah, it's, i'm sure. serious like if jackie hadn't stumbled across it maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation right now i'm sure we wouldn't and he's and, like super passionate about the song and, yes have you met him you met i jackie? haven't met him i have oh. been uh, commenting oh, on all his instagram posts did you ever see a nightmare was... before christmas uh <laughs> he looks like jack skellington so, yeah. i, I oh, know man. what he looks like yeah, yeah, yeah. you got his you... pictures on the fridge back <laughs> you gotta meet him you absolutely have <laughs> the to nicest meet him. guy um all right cool so, take two yeah let's try oh, this yeah. again yeah, no. john does it feel all right feels great all right let's check there this out go. all right ladies and gentlemen dirty honey on mmr here we go this is when i'm gone
Dirty Honey on 93.3 WMMR. When I'm gone, what? He goes, get job. Get job. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask, with, with bands that uh, that are starting to rise and come into their own and get a little bit more airplay and a little bit more visibility and, and audibility, if that's even a word, um, it's, um, it you're, you're, you're going to get comparisons and, and it's just yeah. what happens. People, when they hear a new band go, Oh, it sounds a little like this, or it sounds a little bit like that. Here we go. Is it bother you? I'm not going to, I can oh, bring I them up, but, but is, what's that? I, well, I would, you want, what was yeah, I go ahead. You, you told me to this morning yeah. in, in your voice. I hear a little bit of Jeff Keith from Tesla. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard that before or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hear, <laughs> I hear a mix of some black crows and guns and roses. Nice. Uh, all good stuff. All, yeah. all some of my favorite things and your vocals in particularly of, or in particular are of a higher register. We haven't had a whole lot of that for a while. I, yeah. for one, am happy to see it come back. Uh, there was an overload of it in the late 1980s, and yeah. then it kind of went away for a while, which is fine. But, you know, there's Miles Kennedy who can really hit those spots. and Who's the man, by the way. Yeah, and you yeah. guys have yeah, toured with those guys yeah, or played shows. Yeah, we're out with him shows. right now, and we were out with him and Slash um, before this tour that we just started. And he's just been, like, so supportive of the band, and he's a really good dude. And he's like, you know, I, I've learned so much from him already, and... He's uh, he's become a really good friend, so we're really happy to be out with him again. And there's another band that's been uh, having some success late, lately, which is Greta Van Fleet. And obviously, yep. they sound a lot like Led Zeppelin. I mean, they they, they yeah. do. And we we get uh, we get we get positives and negatives on that in the feedback. And I some know, people hate it. And I'm like, 
I like it, you know, and and I, cool that's all there is to it. it. It just sounds. They just the sound, same, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't get. It. It's a weird reaction because it's like they're cl- clearly writing solid songs. Yeah, but I, you know. <laughs> yeah, but what did Led Zeppelin ever do? Yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you know these comparisons are going to fizzle after a while as you guys continue yeah. to crank it out. I mean, you know, Eddie Vedder got it about Jim Morrison. Yeah, yes. yeah. you're right. Yeah. You know, and Eddie got over it. So, yeah. you know. The Tesla one is crazy. We get that all the time. I don't know any songs. But I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, 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 we're all like, oh, cool. <laughs> we love the Guns N' Roses and Black Rose, though. That's for yeah. sure. And, no, no, no. But it's like, that's very common. Okay. And I'm just like, like, we get Tesla a lot. And we're all just like. Yeah, they, they were good straight ahead. Yeah, American like, yeah, rock signs band. And those signs that, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't even That's not even their song. They no, they didn't. Yeah. Does it ever yeah. bother you the comparisons? You, is it? Uh, it's no. so vast, man. Like the the rate it goes, you get people be like, oh, it's kind of like Led Zeppelin, but it's kind of like the Black Crows. It's kind of like Guns N' Roses. Here's, like here's, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, it, if a fan, if a fan. Most of the time, they're saying it because they love that band and they love you. So it really doesn't matter what they say. Well, it's a compliment well, no matter what. Right? I also hear a little Fiona Apple in there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, if, and if I believed you were sincere, which I don't, I would take that as a compliment. Yeah. So, Mark, Mark, let me ask you, because uh, you were talking to, uh, about Miles Kennedy and, and how he's uh, sort of giving you some some tips and stuff like that. Like, yeah. um. How do you take care of your voice? Because, uh, I mean, you really, really go after it. a lot of warm-ups and uh, just doing that, but uh, a lot of water. A lot of water, yeah. Fiji water. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your endorsement. Uh Here's the tour. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Water companies make a lot of money. They just, like, open up the tap and put it in a bottle and send it to the grocery store. This is Fiji. Yeah, yeah. What about booze? Is that something you got to be mindful of? Well, we get tequila every night. Um, How great is it to have a rider? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It does help. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you have a quirky thing in your writer, or are you you do you, uh, this moron over here? <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> he's, a, whoa. He, he's grown up in California, so we have you know medicinal marijuana. It's thing, you know, and Listen, it's not medicinal. He doesn't care. He's gonna smoke it anyway. <laughs> he's got it on our rider. <laughs> We're going into like Bible Belt states with a, a rider. It says like we must have marijuana, you know, whatever. And we got, we got, now it. it's all the rage. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's really uh, really cool that you guys came in uh, the day after the gig. You don't yeah. have a, a, a show in, in Philly that you're trying to sell tonight, which is awesome. But you did play an, an amazing venue last night. It's, it's new for yeah, us, or cool. relatively new. Uh, the Met, it's, it's been around for, I guess, about uh, less than a year. What did you guys, what were your impressions of that place? It's a beautiful theater. Um, and it's run by Live Nation, which is cool. And they do a great job keeping it super professional when you walk into any of their places. And acoustically yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, everyone raves about uh you know did you I assume do you do you walk the room before you you play just to I did, yeah. yeah it was yeah, so boomy course, because yeah. it's so big and empty yeah. when nobody's in there and then uh everybody complimented us on the sound actually last night so That's great. that was cool. Yeah, we got a few texts from people who went to the show last night said you killed it. So. Yeah, I figured you guys wouldn't be there if you got to be up in early. We just made you get in early here. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have another song that you can play? Sure, or can. I guess we're going to hear maybe we Rolling Sevens? We just dropped sevens? a video, yeah. For yeah, this I just saw that. Day, yeah. And, uh, All right. Sure, you'll be hearing it on WMMR soon. Dirty Honey, this is Rolling Sevens. Here we go. So 
No need for fantasies, babe I'll shine on like a star in the night I'll show you all you need Cause I know all your vices And I know where you've been Set me
That's awesome. Rolling Sevens, and that is from uh, Dirty Honey, played last night at the Met. Out on the road with uh, Alter Bridge and Skillet. You guys playing several shows with them, continuing on for a little while? We are done uh, another, like, another October month? 27th, I believe, and then we go and open for Guns N' Roses in Vegas. For wow. That's got to be a mind F, you know. Yeah. First it's definitely off, a mind F. Yeah. <laughs> that was I mean, the words I was thinking yeah. this whole time. The whole time. Because uh, let's stop and think about it. For years and years, no one ever thought, hey, Guns N' Roses would ever be back yeah. together. Now they're back together. Now you're, you, you, you know, opening for them. I mean, it, it's crazy. It's got to be a level of surrealness. Yeah. It's crazy. Did yeah, uh, did Slash have a, a hand in that and getting guys to open for Gene so, R since uh, you played with the we, conspirators? We barely even talked to Slash when we were out with them um, just because you don't want to, like, he's such a celebrity. You don't want to, like, fanboy on him. And, yeah. Uh, so the, the night in Cleveland, the night before the last show was in Cleveland, and, and we actually got to talk to him for a minute, and he was so nice and so complimentary and loved the band, and we were just, like, shaking. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the next night we ended the, the tour in Nashville, and Slash turned to me and he goes, uh, so this is it, huh? This is the end of the road. And I was like, yeah. And he like kind of tongue in cheek was just like, think, think we'll see you again. And he gave me a little wink. And then the next day. Oh, oh, oh dude, that's so cool. Out. I was like, it's an effort, It's a mother effort. Yeah. Yeah, it was Of course cool. it is. Wow. Yeah, well, he's the man. We're really happy for you guys. It's great music, and uh, we're, we're happy to see you doing Thank well. You. We're glad you could come by for a visit. Thanks for having us, man. You it's bet, been a man. pleasure. Continued success. Thanks for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, Dirty Honey. Yeah. Outstanding. Great band. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. We'll come back in just a moment. we got some more stuff to get to, so don't you stray too far, all right? What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. The Struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, before we do the Bizarre File, I want to say hi to uh, a couple of friends who are stopping by the studio real quick and find out why they're in town and all that stuff. Because they live on the road, man. They do. All over the road. Uh, they, they live the van life, as they call. In fact, uh, their van there is the name of their Instagram account and their website and all that stuff. Yeah. And was it not your average listeners that it we was. had them for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Jess and Mike are in hey! town. Nice to see you guys. Great to be back. Why are you in the area? Uh, we just came back. It was time. Uh, we were in town for a wedding and some other family things, and uh, we just came east. We knew we had to see you guys. Okay. Cool. So I follow both you guys. So there's um, your, your van, and then there's Drawn There. That's right. Which is your artwork. And uh, it, so what we vicariously live through what you guys are out and about. And for people who don't understand what you're doing, you're, you, you have maximized the space available in a customized van, and you've picked up all sorts of tricks and and things that allow you to live your life as nomadically as you possibly can and still maintain careers and so on and so forth, correct? Yeah, correct. To, give the, to give the short story, um, about uh, two and a half years ago, we decided to quit our jobs and kind of transition into this nomadic lifestyle. So we got an old cargo van. Um, we're actually on our second one now, but you take that cargo van and you build out the inside with a bathroom and kitchen and we have a toilet and solar panels on the roof and 
just becomes a, a tiny little house on wheels, and that's what we've been doing. And, and, I've, and I've, I've, I think we all feel as if we've been with you to a lot of these locations, and like in, in inclement weather, and so on and so forth, and and adapting to all this. But now there's an app available, right? You were right. saying, absolutely, yeah. So as we've been traveling over the years, we realized that there are some needs that weren't met, and so I started a company called the Van Life App, and it helps nomads like us find places to camp for free, resources, and community. This is wow. so good, yeah. and it seems to be, from what I can judge. Something that's catching a lot of, or at least a, a decent amount of people's fancy, where they, they're sort of following suit. Are you noticing more people taking your example? Absolutely. And running with it? Absolutely. Is it becoming annoying? <laughs> no. I mean, the more the merrier. Okay. I mean, the more I, you, that you can minimize your lifestyle to live more affordably and have more fun and happiness, yeah. that's what everyone should do. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, in this day and age, uh, there are a lot of people that uh, don't have to work at an office and can work from home, and home can basically be anywhere in the United States or, or in the world, really. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of cool that you can do that. You know, I'm a little jealous because I'm anchored here in uh, Delaware County because of my family, my kids and all that other sort of stuff. So the dead weight, the dead weight. It's not dead weight, but yeah. it is weight that that keeps me here. Um, I wanted to I, I don't think I asked you this the first time around um, when building out your van. Did you have a blueprint that you worked off of, or did you just do it and fit it and size it all yourself? Uh, the first van we built out was uh, kind of a dream for me, actually. I went to school for architecture, got my degree in architecture, and then once I was in the field, I realized that I wasn't able to build the things I want to build or like build my own house or, or these things. Um, I was very removed from it, so right. this was my chance to kind of design it. I designed it in 3D on a computer, and then I got my hands dirty and built it myself, and and that's what every architect as as far as I'm concerned, that's that's the dream. Right, Mike. I just I have a brilliant idea for you. Yeah. Teach other people how to do this. Call yeah. it architecture. Oh! oh my god, there I you love go. you. Um, we like to say we're investing. Hello. <laughs> we uh, we've invested in real estate. Real estate. Oh. Cute. So this I is like is, is this a business for you then? Because you you can sell blueprints and and you you can have an exclusive contract with people. Yeah, or... I mean we actually do have the plans are for sale on our website. Um, just okay. ten dollars or I think ten dollars a That's piece. It? And, and you're always get, you're always file. giving tips. Yeah, yeah always but, um, tips on on every aspect of living in that van. And, and, and but I mean, do you feel you've surrendered a lot? You really haven't, right? No, no, we haven't surrendered anything. It's, I mean, you even brought your uh, your soccer field with you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge, but uh, it's it's totally worth the sacrifices we've made. Yeah, and the pictures you guys post are great. They're, they're beautiful scenery, and just your you know what it looks like inside the van doing your day to day stuff, and you're both really good looking people, and it's you know, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's cool. It's a fun follow. So it's van dot there. Uh, on Instagram, and the website is van.there as well? Just vanthere.com. Vanthere.com. Okay, cool. These guys did something recently that I know Steve has been wanting to do forever, which is go to Burning Man. That's been in my dream. Yeah. Yeah. Or just watch some guy on fire. (laughs) (laughs) How was that? It's so weird and wild, and I, I have no idea what it would be like. What What is Burning Man like? It's actually very hard to describe, um, but it's a f- uh, experiment in temporary community. So everything that you need in a city is there. It's the third biggest city in Nevada for that week. Uh, 80,000 people come to the desert. They bring everything that they need to survive for the week, and it's very dusty. And oh, there's yeah, a no lot doubt. of naked people, too. So. Wait, so everybody yeah. camps there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we brought the van. Nice. It took us three days to clean it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't oh, mind Jesus. doing something like that. Yeah. I would. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I'm the the um, 
I like when you're, you're you go do your isolate, you know, or your things by by but these places that you just can get to that most people can't. There's mm-hmm. not a hotel there or whatever, and just the, the, you know the you're you're out there, you know, making it work. Now with that, obviously, presenter, we're talking about getting a satellite phone and things like that because you are in many cases isolated. Um, so have you? And we talked about this the last time before. It's it's been pretty solid. You've had one or two issues, but for the most part, you can stay in communication. Uh, you're you're a scientist, and you you know you you are able to conduct your your business vis a vis. You know My the experiments. Your experiments, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. Uh, and all that stuff, and it, it 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 works out. So this is probably something that couldn't have happened with, especially with your careers. 30 years ago, the tech just wasn't there to support it. Right? Yeah, exactly. I just, we were actually um, recently in Iowa and I was at the Field of Dreams uh, movie site. It was a beautiful spot to hang out for the day, but I met a couple and they were telling me about their van life experiences 30 years ago hmm. in Europe in, a, in an old VW. And I mean, a lot of our stories were the same, but then at the end of the conversation, I was like, you guys have done things I can't even imagine doing <laughs> right. before smartphones and before all this technology and, and everything else. Well, I have we, to pull into a town and then ask by word of mouth, where where do I go? In a different language. Yeah. Now you have uh, yeah. the app. Yeah, you have yeah. The, the freaking app. You're all good yeah, to go. Exactly. Nice. Well, it's great to see you guys. Thanks for stopping in and saying hello. Thanks for having us. Keep your adventure rolling, man. We'll watch. This was a great day to come in. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Dirty Honey was excellent. All right, cool. Van.there on Instagram. Make sure you check them out. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Jess and Mike. And, uh, oh, let me play a little bit more Willie Nelson. I should have played that as I was saying that uh, they were here. We're we're going to, there's no words on it. There's no words (laughs) on it. But we're going to play them out. Um, On the road. All right, let's do the bizarre file. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it is brought to you by the new Sprint store inside the Springfield Mall. Uh, Stop by this Saturday from 1 to 3. It is your chance to win incubus tickets, prizes, hang out uh, for the Bring Your Own Vinyl Party with Jackie Bam Bam. So make sure you don't miss that. All right, a New Zealand University student was dead in his dorm room. For nearly two months before his body was finally discovered. Yeah. His roommate gets an A. Uh, The body was found Monday night at the University of Canterbury in Christchurch after fellow students noticed a foul smell and notified officials. Uh, The student's father also contacted police after he was unable to reach his son. Police declined to identify the student uh, or say how long he had been missing or even specify a cause of death. Uh, a county's education minister called for an investigation saying the death was deeply troubling. For two months, yeah. no one stops to check on him? Well, according to reports, the student's room was at the end of a long corridor and not attended by the hall's cleaners as they only worked on common areas. Uh, investigators are still finishing up the scene examination uh, as of yesterday. Jeez. So, yeah, we'll see if they find out more. Detroit police are investigating after a woman was stabbed to death at a home in Detroit while paramedics were there in another room helping a man who had a heart attack. So that's, they, that's multitasking. So paramedics were called to the house uh, around 11.30 p.m. Saturday for a man who was unresponsive after having a heart attack. While they were rendering aid, another man at the home allegedly took a woman into a bedroom and stabbed her to death. The hell? And then he ran out of the house and is still on the run right now. Uh, the woman was pronounced dead at the scene. Police don't know of the relationship between everyone right now. The heart attack victim also died. Boy, what a nightmare. What a wonderful story. <laughs> Let's see if I can find something else. Okay, how about this? This one's good for kids. A man has been ordered to carry out unpaid work after he farted at police during a strip search. Was telling, he murdered? Telling them, quote, 
How do you like that? <laughs> Stuart Cook deliberately broke wind three times during the search after being caught with marijuana. Uh, Deputy Alan Townsend said that police were called following a report of a collu- uh, of a collision and saw the 28-year-old standing next to a vehicle talking to the driver of another vehicle. Officers approached him, and they smelled the marijuana. Cook became irate, and when he was handcuffed, he began shouting at officers. A search was carried out of Cook, and the vehicle and a small amount of cannabis was discovered. Cook continued to act in the same way as he was driven to the police station. He screamed expletives. He puffed out his chest towards officers. At the station, he was strip-searched. And told to bend over. Oh, man. I mean, you're, you're just, just inviting. For, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. A deputy named uh, Lucy Simpson said he deliberately farted in the direction of the officer three times, stating, how do you like that? Uh, Cook previously pled guilty to possession of cannabis and behaving in, behaving in a threatening or abusive manner by shouting and screaming aggressively. So he was in a little bit of trouble. And he might face assault charges for the farting part of it. <laughs> a woman bicycling down... Uh, I'm sorry, let me leave out a minor uh, uh, detail. A woman bicycling topless... Oh, oh yes. ...down the center of U.S. Highway 98 in uh, Okaloosa Island turned out to be a shoplifting suspect fleeing the scene of a crime. <laughs> I guess she thought it was a good idea... Yes. ...after she shoplifted to take her top off. Same way the other guy was farting? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, this is uh, her methodology. A worker at Surfside Outfitters reported a woman having left the store without paying for a pair of flip-flops. Uh, well, and, she left with a pair of flip-flops. And something else she shoved into a bag. Not long after, reports of a bare-chested bicyclist began to stream in. Deputies apparently did not find it difficult to locate the suspect, but rounding her up proved to be more of a challenge. When a deputy pulled alongside and told her to stop, the woman replied, Make me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh-uh. Oh. The woman's arrest report stated that the deputy uh, commanded the woman to pull to the side of the road and stop. She refused several times, and finally the deputy got ahead of her and stopped the woman as she tried to pedal past. Officers found the items reported stolen from Surfside Outfitters, including a $25 T-shirt. <laughs> All that for a $25 T-shirt. And why didn't you put it on if you were topless? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was charged with retail theft and resisting arrest without violence. And uh, we'll end with this one. You may have uh, seen this the other day. Uh, the other day, an early Renaissance masterpiece by the Florentine master uh, Simabu. Simabu? I don't know. Simabue? Simabu? I sound like Jackie Bambi. I'm trying to say kayak. <laughs> he actually, uh, we have a Chiyake. salesperson, <laughs> Kelly Troiano. Yeah. He can't say her last name. He's like, Trigano. All right. So, so it's the it, same thing. It's Simabu. It's spelled Simabu. <laughs> How do you spell it? Shy. It's W. No. F L I P. Shut up. <laughs> it's C I M A B U E. Mickey so Mouse. Nick is going to look it up for me. Uh, but. Shamaboo. Uh, it says Shemaboo. no results found. That's not how you spell it. C I M A B U E. Shamaboo. Oh, uh, B U E. Not B U E A U. See, it's going around. Yeah, man. Simabu. Simabu. Uh, pronunciation. All right. I All love right. that word you use, Preston. Simabu. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, the guy, whoever did this. No one cares. Uh, <laughs> this uh, this masterpiece has been discovered in an old lady's kitchen in a town near Paris, art experts said on you Monday. You see that? That's a Simabu. Uh, Christ mocked. 
by the 13th century artist who taught... Yeah! You got that. Christ. Yeah! yeah. Mocked. Yeah! yeah. Simaboo. Yeah! 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 Christ mocks Simaboo. All right. Can Have you look up the you heard? Or is it uh, Chimabue? Chimabue. Chimabue. Ah. We are so Thimabue. multilingual. All right, anyhow. <laughs> Christ mocked by the 13th century artist who taught Gyoto. <laughs> yeah. Is estimated. <laughs> is it Friday? No, it's, it's like Thursday, Friday. yeah. Uh, is estimated to be worth between 4 and 6 million euros or $6.6 million. Oh, my God. They said the work was owned by an old lady in the northern French town of... I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> mm. who, who had... It's uh, Compigny. Compigny. Uh, who had yeah. it hanging... <laughs> who had it hanging between her kitchen and her sitting room, and it was directly above a hot plate, which she would cook food on. How does she have it for this long and not even know? Because pa- I'm an idiot. The painting is thought to be a part of a large diptych uh, dating... You're just a dumb diptych. <laughs> I think that's a word too. D i p t y c h. Yeah, yeah. It's like a triptych. Dating, dating from twelve eighty when uh, Simabu painted eight scenes depicting Christ's passion and crucifixion. Yeah, and Uh, spring break. uh, Two other scenes from the work hang in the National Gallery in London: the Virgin and Child with Two Angels, and the Frick Collection in New York. Fricka, fricka, fricka. (laughs) The flagellation of Christ. So, uh, uh, what's the worth of all of these combined? Oh, that I don't know. Those are those are all you know in in their another pro- woman's kitchen. No, they're all in their proper places. All right. in gallery. So, uh, the scene in the National Gallery was also lost for centuries, by the way, and only found when a British aristocrat was clearing his ancestral seat in Suffolk. So, some of these things get handed over to family members, and mm-hmm. they don't know what it is, and handed down to another person, and. Next thing you know, you got a masterpiece you didn't know about. Have you ever looked at something in your house or discovered something or seen something? You said, I wonder if this is worth anything. Sure, absolutely. And it never is. Yeah. And it isn't. No. I mean, we had like an old camera, an old typewriter. You know, I've looked them up and they're 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 garbage. You know, this is worth eleven dollars. Stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Doc Gooden autographed yeah. baseball yeah. card. Yeah. Signed by the Doc Gooden. There's a load of that. Um so anyhow, that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. What what am I doing? What are you doing? What do you want me to give away? Uh you can take your pick, bro. Okay, uh, let's... Yeah, since we got a few of these. Do we oh, have an original Semibu? No, but we have the movie Yesterday on Blu-ray. Ah. And it's available now from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Uh, caller number 10, it is yours. 215-263-WMMR is the number. Go ahead and give us a call, and we'll set you up with that. We'll come back in a second. Test your knowledge of today's program. Have you been paying attention? We'll find out with the lesson question, as well as trash and music news. So make sure you stay close. We'll be right back. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, 27 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, Thursday morning, Friday, rapidly approaching, as well as our uh, trip to give away to Hollywood and the premiere of El Camino Breaking Bad movie. 
Uh, so we'll get that letter in just a little while. It's not too far off. In the meantime, we're going to give something else away. We are going to do the lesson question. We'll have a pair of tickets to see Mark Marin October 10th at the Miriam Theater. Uh, tickets are on sale now via TicketmasterCenter.org, but you can win them if you know the answer to this. And no, I'm not going to ask you how I spell flip. <laughs> I thought about it, which is L-F-I-P or sometimes with a W. Uh, but we're going to go with this. Who does Jesus introduce us to in the sequel to The Passion of the Christ? Spring Break. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Who does Jesus introduce us to in the sequel to The Passion of the Christ? It's the Spring Break movie version of that. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling, we're going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Dodge Chrysler Jeep City. They're closing out the summer with record-breaking discounts on new models. These Jeep Adventure Day deals end soon. Shop the full summer sell-off at DodgeChryslerJeepCity.com. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Gwen Stefani admitting she had absolutely no idea who boyfriend Blake Shelton was before she joined The Voice. But now, Stefani says she knows Shelton so well that just from memory, she could accurately sketch the creases in his balls. Oh, wow. oh my God. This is amazing. I don't know why she would say that. Silicon Valley star. Did you guys see this? Thomas Middleditch telling Playboy Online that convincing his wife, Molly, that they should swing has saved their marriage. No. The aggressively plain-looking Middleditch that says being with many other sex partners is what he's been watching his wife do while he has sex with her. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, the porn star Bridget the Midget repeatedly stabbed her boyfriend with a kitchen knife after finding out he had been cheating. Neighbors reportedly called police after hearing screams of, Help! I'm being stabbed in my upper ankles. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood show. All right, let's find out if you've been listening. Uh, Who does Jesus introduce us to in the sequel of The Passion of the Christ, Spring Break? I will go to Matt. Try to get an answer. Hey, Matt. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, bud. All right, so who does Jesus introduce us to in the sequel to The Passion of the Christ? Booger. Booger, yeah. <laughs> yep, hang on, Matt. Got it right. And we are going to give you, uh, let's see, a pair of tickets to see Mark Maron, October 10th at the Miriam Theater. Tickets are on sale now via KimmelCenter.org. We're going to get to music news right now. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Delaware Valley University. The Delaware Valley University Masters in Criminal Justice is 100% online. Apply now and start this spring. DelVal.edu slash CJ. We've been so busy today, we would have spent some time on it, but we had other things to get to. But um, 50 years ago on this very day, the Beatles released their final album, Abbey Road. Now, although the Let It Be album was released the next year featuring earlier unreleased tracks, Abbey Road was the last album the group recorded together. Uh, The album's working title, and I didn't know this, was originally Everest. I Um, never heard that. It was after a brand of cigarettes that their engineer, Jeff Emmerich, smoked. Uh, But they decided to simply choose the name of the street where their recording studio was located. Uh, today, from 1 to 1.30 p.m., Capitol Records in Los Angeles will close down Vine Street at Hollywood Boulevard, and they will recreate the famed Beatles Crossing. With a rep for the group explaining the crosswalk will be recreated with a non-slip-heavy vinyl recreation of Abbey Road Zebra Crossing laid down over the existing Vine Street crosswalk. 
uh, with an eight-foot-tall double-sided backdrop of four panels, two per side, showing the Abbey Road cover art photo without the Beatles in the image. And there will be four Abbey Road zebra crossings and uh, backdrop areas uh, for fans to take photos and videos. Uh, we assume they're closing down the street, right, or else they're going to get killed. It might be kind of a mess if they don't do that, yeah. Also released today will be a newly produced video for Abbey Road's Side 2 opener, the George Harrison Evergreen Here Comes the Sun. Uh, Abbey Road spent 11 weeks at number one and featured the double A-sided single Come Together and Something, which uh, that was the highest-charting Beatles song written by George Harrison. Set for release tomorrow is the 50th anniversary edition of Abbey Road, newly remixed by producer Giles Martin and mix engineer Sam O'Kell in stereo, high-res stereo, 5.1 surround, uh, Dolby Atmos, accompanied by 23 session recordings and demos, most of which are previously unreleased. Uh, The set will be available on CD, vinyl, and all digital platforms as well. Nick has pulled up a live video of the crosswalk uh, right in front of uh, Abbey Road Studios. And people are still trying to get across the street, despite yeah. the fact that that road, Steve, is not at all closed. It's an <laughs> active road that a lot of Brits are traveling on. Dude, right it now. looks exactly yeah. like when Rochelle and I walked across it. You just have to try and time it out yep. uh, for when they have to stop. And you got to have somebody who's willing to stand in the middle of the road to take the picture for you. <laughs> Uh, which thankfully we had a uh, we had a guy that was our tour guide that did it for us, but it is it's a busy road and uh, I'm sure sure that the locals just hate driving <laughs> through that for that very reason. Somebody just pulled through the gate in a Mercedes, went oh. into the studio. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. maybe yeah. it's Yoko, probably Paul. Uh, you never know. Yeah, uh, but it's pretty amazing. We only got to see the outside of it. They do have a gift shop that you can go into. Do they? Uh, which is great itself. Yeah, I bought a uh, I bought a couple things from there. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's worth the visit. I would love to do our show from London again. I don't, I don't know you how know, you, we could get back out there. Well, you can I actually probably take a plane. You can probably oh, broadcast yeah. from. Uh, I know you can broadcast from the Abbey Road Studios themselves. They have a live radio studio in there. And when we were looking for a place to broadcast our show last year. I, I made two small steps to try and get us to do our show there, but it'd be, I mean, can you imagine? the could do our Steve breakfast show, show. Live from the Abbey Road Studios? Yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be freaking fantastic. I wonder, yeah, we'd need a good reason to do it, besides mm. we just want to go back to London. Yeah, right? We can retrofit some sort of reason. Halloween! Let's, uh, Halloween, they Christmas. celebrate Christmas. Let's go over there for Christmas. We have someone on the line who says they want to do a Halloween show <laughs> studios. Hang up. He seems to be slow. Oh, oh my God. Uh, He's, he actually screamed it in a way that frightened me. Halloween, he said, and I recoiled from the phone wondering, what was wrong with this gentleman? <laughs> Um, He's aware of the holiday, but I don't understand the the, the reason. Um, I, I I loved London. <laughs> I I absolutely fell in love with it. It went from and a place. Out Arbor Day. <laughs> <laughs> it went from a place in my mind was like, sure, I wouldn't mind getting there someday. To wow, I'm this is one of my here. favorite places. So, oh I, my, listen for how many years of your life have you looked at the the album cover, the oh, music? Yeah. Yeah. Either you get it or you don't. Yep, yep. So fifty years. Oh, what? And what was the video that you mentioned yesterday off air about the uh, two girls in a cup? No, stop it. <laughs> the, Joel and Lee, the two Brits that yeah. uh, we had on the show last year. Uh, they put, they said something about our show on their podcast. Yes, uh, Leah and uh, Joel and Joel, uh, who they they run this wonderful YouTube program. 
uh, where they talk about uh, being Brits and Americans and what Americans like about Brits and what Brits like about Americans and various topics that, that circulate amongst Americans yeah. and Brits. And they were super, super nice. And they were doing a specific uh, topic about what Americans like about British. And then they were going to do one down the road about what Americans hate about British. And uh, at the beginning of the video, they were going on and on about being on our show oh, cool. and how much uh, fun. In fact, I believe Leah said they had a whale of a time. Uh, and so it was really nice. They um, really love Halloween. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there are reasons. Halloween! Yeah. Uh, I would. Uh, I, 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 they might be in the U.S. If they are, they have to come by here. I reached out. I have not heard back from them yet. But uh, they were like, "Who is this?" <laughs> who is this guy? Uh, and I was like, "Hey, Halloween!" In all caps. Oh, God, this man is insane. She's adorable. Oh. Kate, Casey and I are in love with her. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, she's uh, she is beautiful and sweet and and uh, just uh, uh, yeah. They, and they run a really cool, fun show. In all caps. Yeah. Halloween. Mm. All right. So. I have some other things. Uh, details have begun to emerge about Like a Stone, a semi-documentary about the life and career of Chris Cornell. Uh, producers on the film include Brad Pitt. Wow. And Cornell's widow, Vicky, while the director will be Peter Berg. Uh, the He's filmmaker- a very good director. Yeah, he did Patriot's Day and Deepwater Horizon and Lone and Survivor. Battleship. Uh, the movie will apparently feature some dramatization scenes mixed in with real-life footage with actors playing Chris and other people involved in his life. Uh, Lachlan McDonald will play Chris Cornell. Robert De Niro's daughter, Drina De Niro, or Drena, I'm not sure how you say her name, will play Vicky Cornell. Uh, Adelicia Morris plays Chris's mother, Karen Cornell. And Sandeep will play Soundgarden guitarist, Kim Thale. Uh, acts like Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden, and Cornell's post-Soundgarden band Audio Slave will appear in archival footage. It's an interesting concept. It, it is a very interesting concept. It can either be great yeah, or, or it can be weird. Yeah, the film will be uh, due out in 2021. Dave Grohl brought his trusty smoker to Wendy Dio's home in Ojai, California, where he provided the food for a private Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund benefit. Dave arrived in the early hours to begin the 12-hour process of smoking brisket. He did this. He's serious about this yeah. stuff. And uh, ribs and pulled pork for the crowd, which included Ghost Tobias Forge, Black Sabbath Skeezer Butler, and many others. That's pretty cool. Uh, this is unfortunate news. Legendary cream drummer Ginger Baker is currently hospitalized. His family posted a message to fans on Twitter saying... The Baker family are sad to announce that Ginger is critically ill uh, in the hospital. Uh, please keep him in your prayers tonight. The 80-year-old Baker has been diagnosed with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. To be honest, the fact that he got this far is pretty amazing. As well as chronic back pain from degenerative osteoarthritis. In 2016, he was forced to scrap a string of live dates and undergo open-heart surgery. So we might get some bad news in the near future concerning him, which is uh, terrible to hear. Uh, Let's see. Speaking of Ghost, uh, Tobias Ford said in a new interview that the band will do absolutely zero touring next year. Except they have... It's going to be absolutely zero touring. They have... uh, Except maybe on Halloween. Halloween! Uh, he said, uh, we have only one show in February and that's going to be in a country that's to the south of the U.S. And that will be it. That's the only show we're doing. And that's uh, going to be the wrap up of this tour cycle. Uh, so they're going to work on new music and working on that next year. The, uh, it's wild how you say they, right? That yeah. he says they, because it's just him. 
And has uh, hired musicians. They've spent the last year and a half touring in support of the latest LP, 2018's prequel. And then one last thing, Steve, this is interesting. Jan Wenner, co-founder of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation and publisher of Rolling Stone, has announced he will retire in 2020 as chairman of the Rock Hall. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what this means. Wenner, who's now 73, will be replaced by Rock Hall board member John Sykes, co-founder of both MTV and VH1, and now the president of Entertainment Enterprises for iHeartMedia Incorporated. Winner said in a statement, I was a lucky man to be given this once-in-a-lifetime mission to honor the history of music I love. I'm delighted to have John Sykes to take over. Uh, Winner's tenure as the head of of the uh, Rock Hall hasn't been without criticism. Critics and fans have long blamed Winner's personal tastes and professional relationships for being the cause for certain acts being allowed on the annual induction ballot. Well, uh, Bon Jovi was one of them. Yeah. Uh, he has never been a fan of uh, Bon Jovi, and it was long, you know, that, that I, mean, I think even Bon Jovi himself referenced that. Yeah. In fact, uh, Steve Miller, who's who's a little unhinged, by the way, these yeah, days, yeah. Uh, who was a friend of Jan Wenner uh, way back in the day, had visited the Rock Hall uh, in Cleveland and was admittedly impressed with not only its contents, but the staff running the hall. That said, Miller said that uh, major changes need to happen from high he had said, uh, it's so poorly run from the top. He said, you know, Jan needs to be removed. He needs to give it up. He Whoa. needs to pass it on to Damn. other people. It's not his private little world to play with, and he doesn't have enough time or interest or talent to actually run a museum. That's wow. harsh. And that's a good friend. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What I'm saying is he needs to be killed. <laughs> all right. So, anyhow, that is all I have in music news for you this morning. What do you want me to do here? I just mashed something up. I saw a text come over that was a, a funny idea, so I, I uh, tried to mash something up without actually listening to it. So. Mash away. Let's... So this is an edit you made simply by looking at the waveform and yep. not listening to it. Let's all right. see what it sounds like. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's Nick's excitement about Halloween. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I could take out the guest part. We need, yeah. yeah, we need an. If we can ween, can can you go? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, yeah if, and, and if you just say, if you, uh, if you, even if you go ween yeah. like that, maybe we can just get the mm yeah. part of it. Go ahead. Wait, wait, play the wee part. Uh, okay. well, hang on. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> dear God, you could <laughs> never recreate. Wee! All right, ready. All right, hang on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's good. Get closer. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Hold on. Okay. All right. And. Yeah. Okay. The Just the last little just bit. A, a, just a second of it. Might be able to work. Let's okay. try it again. Not well, as close, actually. Okay. Right back here. All right. <clears throat> All right. We'll try. Okay. We're doing this live on the yeah, radio. Yeah, we are doing this. Are we, we, we going to do the edit live on the radio? Yeah, I'll do it. Yes, the, of course. Uh, a lot of people don't know uh, Gone with the Wind was done live. Mm. <laughs> Should we be hearing this while you're doing the edit? Uh, or I no? Mean, no, no? You don't have to. I mean, that way you'd have a better idea. Wait for the finished Oopsie. product. Okay. I hit the wrong. He's, he's hit. doing this by sight, by watching the waveform on yeah. a uh, on a screen here, which has got to be hard. All right, let me hit copy. To edit audio. But... This is this is going to... So, the problem here is the 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 Ian part that you just did was yeah. way louder than the other one. Oh, okay, so I can I can fix this in post. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but Jesus. here we go. Hello! Whee! Hey!
Uh, yeah. <laughs> less, less of the Casey. See this, this right here. Yeah, cut it or right there. If you have an. <laughs> <laughs> Right oh here? my God! No, no, no! Cool. Keep going! Keep going! Keep, keep going, going! Keep going! Keep going! More! 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 All right. More. And what here? Right yeah, there, you right think? Right there. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, mark that. Cut it. All right. And roll them. Even even less of this e. Just down yeah. to this. We just need the n. Okay. Yeah. All right, we just do this. All right. I, I think you're right, Preston. You're, As a matter of fact. You are witnessing this live. All right, go Hello! ahead. Whee! Close. Close. Yeah. Close. Hey, yeah. A little, little tinkering. We're right there. We'll work on it a little bit. We're more. right there. Okay. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just witnessed audio history. Yeah. <laughs> the creation of Nick screaming Halloween from other parts. Mm. What I think is fascinating is the sort of artificial plate reverb that Nick uh, generated with yeah. the hollow. Yeah, he was uh, he was back off a little bit, and it just, it just, it just captured it perfectly. It like little room noise. Black listen today. Yep. All right, that is what I have in music news. In fact, we wrapped it up a while ago. Oh, did we? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're actually driving home right now. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to have your chance to get that letter that might get you that trip to Los Angeles for that uh, movie uh, premiere of El Camino, Breaking Bad movie. So stay there. We'll be back in just a moment. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Good Mess. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com keyword local shots. The Good Mess. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks our world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It is 10.54 on a Thursday morning. Once again, we went late into the program and uh, had a damn good time doing it. I hope you concur with that. If not, eh, we'll reboot and try again tomorrow. Hopefully yeah. we'll hit the sweet spot for you. We'll see about that. But it has been a jam-packed show today. A lot of people to thank. Uh, I would like to thank, uh, let's see, we had our representatives from the Philadelphia Fusion here this morning, uh, Tucker and Joe. They had the groundbreaking ceremony yesterday for the big arena, eSports Arena. It's going to be unlike any other place you've ever seen before. If it looks like the artist renderings, yeah. then I have no reason to think it won't. It's going to be pretty awesome. Donnell Rawlings was here. Yay! Dunnell will be at uh, Helium tonight and tomorrow on Friday, and he's great. He's he hung out. Talked yeah. about anything. He did. He hung out because he saw the band coming in, Dirty Honey, and he wanted to check them out, and uh, they were fantastic. So yeah. thank you to Dirty Honey for being here this morning. Did you see him join the band and then quit the band? Yes. Yeah. He said he Sorry. wanted to quit the band. Yeah. So he joined, and then he, and he stormed out. He got a video and everything. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and they so. were just as impressed to meet him. Uh, they were great, and I would tell you they're playing somewhere tonight, but they're not. They played last night. Go see them last night. They came in even after that, uh, a night of working, and uh, and played for us, and they sounded fantastic. And uh, Jess and Mike for being here this yeah. morning. Yeah! Uh, our Van Life Pipples. It was great to see them, too. So, lots of thank yous, and I guess we need to do the letter of the day, and I know just the man to do it for you. He's walked right up to the microphone. Yo! He's a vision in purple today. I am purple. Yeah, you are. Well, it's actually blue. 
Well, I suppose it it's looks better. more purple. Oh, that's purple. Yeah. It does. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all good. There it is. It, but purple's another shade of blue. Oh, and look at my chucks. Um, I've got these. Um, oh, flamingos. Flamingos. Pancake gave these to me a while ago. Those are so great. I'm in a blue mode. I've got blue socks and uh, light blue Chuck Taylors with pink flamingos embroidered upon them. It's like John uh, Waters. Wow. Uh, very much so. so. In honor of the 50th anniversary of Abbey Road. That's correct. Yeah, right? Yeah, they had flamingos all over the album. A lot of people it don't know that. It was taken off at the last moment. Right. Paul had a problem with it. John I liked to have uh, flamingos. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, emus. You okay? No, just getting it together. Something distract you? Okay. Did you look it's almost I 11 thought, o'clock. Well, Pancake it just is. came in and, and told me. Killer, that, Pierre. Killer. <laughs> <laughs> and told me that we're, uh, we've got to do things. So. All right, we've got to do things. That's uh, what a producer does, by the way. Yes. He tells you when to do things. Uh, it's helpful. Well, we do need to do the letter, so you can do that. I know that, right? I can. All right, and you shall. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. I as in intuitive. All right, very good. And we have one more letter to go. We'll get it tomorrow, and we'll give away the trip for two to Los Angeles for the premiere of El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, October 6th through the 8th. And the trip includes round-trip airfare. Two nights lodging in Hollywood with daily breakfast for two passes to the premiere and more. The Netflix television event El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, stars Aaron Paul and will launch globally on Friday, October 11th from Sony Pictures Television. So hang in there. You might win it tomorrow. Uh, What is up on your fine radio program today, sir? Wait, that's just an incredible prize. It is. You know, I mean... Uh, you guys have so many of them that you can almost take them for granted. But think about that. If you win this, you get to go to Blanken Hollywood and get a couple of nights and hang out. You know, it's so cool. Um, on the program, we have, um, let's see, we'll have another pair of tickets for Collective Soul and a set of passes to meet the band when they play next Thursday, one week from tonight, at the Parks Excite Center. Uh, they're an exciting band and well worth seeing. Jackie's going to broadcast from the show, and uh, I will be there to host. Uh, we'll also have tickets for Glorious Sons, as uh, I think you announced in Music News recently, Preston. They'll play Union Transfer in January. Uh, and that goes on sale. So I've got tickets for that. I've got workforce blocks of the Eagles. I've got block of Disturbed. I've got a block of Robert Palmer. The great Robert Palmer passed away today in 2003. But he made some incredible music, so we'll play that. And um, that's what I've got. Nice. It will be enjoyable, sir. All right, got to thank our sponsors. Don't do that yet. Uh, mm. Hit that button yet. Well, because well, we got to do the money shark uh, oh, stage and all you that. You could thank your sponsors yeah. and then hit the money shark. Okay, gotcha. Because then we'll be right at eleven o'clock. Let's do that. Uh, so like organized. President and Steve show brought to you today by <laughs> Duncan, the official coffee of the President and Steve show, and the President and Steve show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wisfist. Everybody, everybody say it. Wisfist. Wisfist. Who wants you to know we stand for service? Service. Uh, so, thank you to the sponsors. I have 15 seconds remaining. All right. Oh, uh, here we go. It is officially 8 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Normally, we do hours at 8 o'clock. It's 8 o'clock um, somewhere. It, it is 8 o'clock somewhere. Hey, I'm out tonight. Uh, well, well, do tell, sir. I'm at uh, Wahoo's Tacos with the Bud Light Tour. It's a uh, Bud Light Platinum at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's at uh, 3180 Chestnut Street. And uh, we do these every week, but this is the first one this season with the Eagles actually playing. So, uh, Eagles are at the. Packers tonight, so that's 7 p.m. to uh, 9 p.m. Wahoo's Tacos, 3180 Chestnut Street in uh, Center City, Philadelphia. Stop by, say hi. Perfect.
Let's. Oh, by the way, yeah. we uh, the the edit is complete. Oh, oh. Right. and it is seamless of Nick and his Halloween. You want to hear this? Yes. Here yeah. we go. Nice is that? Damn. Nice. That's our new Halloween clip. Halloween. Very beautifully edited. Perfect. <laughs> That's Pancake came in and, and did the rest of the editing job. George Martin couldn't have done it better. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. All right, we're ready. Here we go. That's Speaking it. of George Martin, here's a Beatles classic. Mighty three three WMMR Philadelphia, a Beasley Media Group station. MMR's Money Shark. Money Shark. Money shark. All right. Money shark. You can pot that horrible, I mean, that lovely vocal <laughs> down. Um, uh, the word is candy. Candy. C A N D Y, as in candy for Halloween. Oh. Candy is the word. You have till 15 after to get that to us on a special texting number we've devised, 45911, or on the MMR mobile app, or at WMMR.com. And we'll call you if you're randomly selected. Good luck from Horizon Services and all of us at MMR. Again, that word is candy. That's what you get for Halloween. You get candy on what Halloween? Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Good luck to you, dear friend. Uh, Let's see. Tomorrow on this very radio show, we are going to have comedian Chad Daniels in our studio and checking in from the left coast of the United States of America, our good friend Kate Flannery, who is still in the hunt. Love it. Dancing with the Stars. So we'll see how Kate is coming along there. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Hey, everybody. Just let you know, there's a police officer on the Blue Route northbound hiding in the bushes. I didn't even know that spot was there, but, you know, just look out for him. Next message. I just have to tell you, you put every smile on my face and that I am in total head over heels for you. I can't tell you to your face. Because you'll run, but I have to tell you some way. Being a girl is stupid. Next message. Dear 422, I f***ing hate you. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.